pussy. Fuck all these niggas, man. Yeah. Yo, we having this shit too, nigga. <laughs> yeah, y'all nigga having this money and shit. Y'all know what I'm talking about? Yeah. For real. Brown. Brown. Paper. Paper. Bags. Bags. Cash. Smashing your hoe on the low and she calling me dad. Smash. Up in the bed when she fucking you going outside. Sad, huh? Sad. I had a dream in the pool, I was swimming through cash. That's your man, bitch, I was fucking the first. Go grab down my jealous right there with the first. Blessing on purpose. Blessing on purpose. Black print. Back in the building. We here. J5. Josh Pease. Josh Pease. We're in a real Migo mood. Yeah, you know. AKA Migo P. Migo P. MC in the building also. What's going on, MC? Quick question for you guys. Have you bought any Tory Burke recently? No, absolutely not. No. Very good. Never bought Tory Burke. Never. Never ever? Never. Never. Captain ass nigga. Have never bought <laughs> my girl. Never, never bought Tory Burke. <laughs> Could never be like me. We in the building. Episode 23. Holy shit. Man. That's a lot of episodes. Right? <laughs> like Josh. I'm giving it to y'all. It's a full year of Josh being a con- a cash creator. Sorry. Cash creator, content. yeah. I'm just out here doing my thing, man. It's, it's, it's funny. I, I was with the Instagram guys over the weekend. Oh, yeah. And I remember on our episode we did with them, they had mentioned, they, they, oh, yeah, I'm like, yeah, we did an episode with them, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you guys, go back to the archives. We had an episode with them this year. See? Like, we've been giving y'all shit. But anyway, they talked about not being um, content creator, or not wanting to be called content creators. Yeah. And we were talking about something. I'm like, yeah, these content creators, <laughs> like, introduced them as that. <laughs> but no, nah, I mean, I, I don't even know what to call it these days, man. Just creators. I don't even create. I don't know if creators feels yeah. scummy. I'm just... I'm just out here living and breathing, man. We're community members. I'm just putting my touch on everything. Yeah, as we should. You feel me? Yeah. Another week, another episode of Amp Radio. This past Wednesday, we had with Pierce Simpson. Really fucking good episode. I wasn't expecting yeah. that episode to be that enlightening. I and, was. And you, you did? Yeah, I, I've been following him for a while. And um, before we even followed each other on yeah. social media, I just was familiar with his work. So I was excited to get him on. And um, I don't know. I just think he always had like a good perspective of just what he brings to what he does. Yeah. And I was like, man, that's the mm-hmm. type of people I want on this show. Like Absolutely. he's a guy who, you know, came from, you know, the South, came to L.A. and made it work. And like, I think that story isn't told enough. And I don't know. I just really appreciate the conversation we had with him. Yeah, no, he he dropped some gems. That will be uh, obviously after this episode. Uh, if you're listening to the public Patreon, y'all have had it for days. You're over it. You're over it. You're tired of it. You're ready for the next one. Mm-hmm. Our next episode on Amber is going to be the day before Thanksgiving. I'm probably going to be cooking, so we're probably going to be recording live from the from, live the, from the kitchen. kitchen. Yeah, yeah. live from the kitchen. Live from the kitchen. That's a Gotti so, album. Old Gotti album. I forgot about that. Hey, and I and I'm cooking up yams of a different kind. You know, you know what I'm saying. So <laughs> oh, okay. Shout out to Gotti. That's gonna be great. I don't know. I, I I don't even know what guests we would even think of for that episode. Who's even gonna be free? I'll find somebody. Okay, we'll find somebody. Let's Hold on one second. My my headphones are dying. I just heard them go out of my ear. Josh, headphones dying again. We're not cutting this out because this is a constant thing. <laughs> yeah, can we just? <laughs> this is this? a constant thing. I'm not cutting like, this. Like what? What headphones don't <laughs> die? Like what? I just need to get a pair. Of whatever the we're fuck. We're gonna you're get. I'm gonna get. Yeah. We're gonna get. Thanks to the shout out to the Patreon members. Because of y'all, we're going to get the, this malnourished child <laughs> another pair of headphones. <laughs> and we got to we gotta have to f- figure out a way to plug these in again. But uh, let's record that. Don't cut any of this out, Mark. Not, so, not. I'm so connected right now. I feel hold, like I'm a fucking cyborg. <laughs> <laughs> Everything is plugged in. Actually, something. you know what, man? Just use the, just use the PS5 headphones. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we'll be right back. Hold, hold on. on. I'll be right back. Commercial break. We good? We good? We good? All right. Yep. Yeah. Back All right. in. Josh yeah. got <laughs> <laughs> yeah, y'all, hey, we cutting all that. 
the fuck? We're going to cut right around where you said commercial break, but while you get situated, could you tell the listeners the original story, the origin of the Kobe beats? Oh, yeah. Nah, these are my... I love these. I'll have these for the rest of my life. Um, Even though they don't work. Yeah, well, I, got, I just got to keep them charged. That's my issue. But um, the Laker beats... These are the first NBA beats they ever did. Okay. So one time Kobe was wearing a pair of Laker beats. They're different than this. They just had like their beats and they had the Laker logo on the side. And um, it was during the game. He was like, it was during the warm up. Yeah. He's wearing them. And I was like, man, I need a pair of those. Yeah. Like I like tweeted it, retweeted it, some shit like that. I was like, I, I need these. And like beats didn't get the NBA license until like five years later. Damn. And they found my tweet and gifted me this pair. The influencer <laughs> relations person for Beats was, and, and the thing is with Beats, they were always really good with influencer relations. Like they would be handing out Beats like to anyone who would ask at yeah. one point because mm-hmm. they were really good at saturating the market with their logo and with their brand. And I think that no other electronics brand other than like Apple has been as successful. And ironically, Apple bought them. That has been successful at doing something like that because you, if, even if you didn't know what the fuck half of the she, like that they did you had a pair of beats i mean it was just a, that's like one of the beats were one of those items that like had to have had it. a great yeah silhouette it looked yeah. good everyone else i apple's doing it again with the new max pros yeah i see kids just wearing those like love them just like it's a fashion you, item got, you got a pair of those? yeah i got a pair i got the green pair yeah. you know i'll be in the airport <laughs> the green pair like, you know? like that's josh piece for sure right? like they like they like i think it's him i see the green headphones i know it's him i love i love them i love i love my pro maxes um, I was like, I, Mark MC was the one that kind of was like he shepherded it because this this nigga always gets the headphones first. Yeah, you mentioned right. it. They're right but I thought, there. I thought you were talking about him. You guys ain't got to stand for his shit. Nigga, <laughs> 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 a fiend. Nigga, <laughs> a fiend. I remember you mentioned it, and um, I thought you were talking about the i the the pods. Yeah, the, the like, AirPods. The, the AirPods, yeah. like the second ones. Yeah. So I bought the second ones. I'm like, uh, you were like raving about them. I'm like, this yeah. shit's cool. Yeah. <laughs> And then I like looked, and I was like, oh, he mean the over-the-air joints. And then, yeah, no, it was just nice. We had the very rare moment between myself and Five out in Lennox. We were trying to get the original, I think the first generation yeah. AirPods Pros. We, we walked up, because I had, this was, I think I was I was still at Rebel this time. Went to Atlanta. This is big B&D moment. And I was like, man, I need a new head, pair of uh, headphones. These, these little, I had the cord shit. Like, it's just, this shit not popping no more. I had the, no, I had the regular AirPods. Mm-hmm. And we, we went in there. Bought them two seventy five, whatever. Bought them, and then you was testing them. This this stupid motherfucker was like, I'm gonna make sure they don't fall out of my ear. So we went out in the hotel lobby, or not the lobby in the in the in the hallway. This motherfucker starts running up and down the hallway, no shoes on, with the <laughs> with the scary. AirPods in his ear, so they see if they wouldn't fall out his fucking ear. You're crazy. <laughs> I'm just trying to figure out like you're testing that for what? <laughs> when would you be? What running? are you running? Shits don't fall. But when would you be running with them? Would you be running? No, nah, I probably wouldn't be running with them, but, you know, God forbid something happens and I got to take a little brisk walk. I got to make sure those <laughs> shit don't fall out my ear. I oh, what, 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 what's with the face? What's wrong with a, what's wrong with a little I've brisk walk? I've never seen you brisk walk anywhere. I've never seen you brisk walk anywhere. <laughs> See, that, that's one. I, I need to figure to out. In your life. Uh, and, Mark, you might be the man of, to know this. I need to figure out what headphones to wear when I work out. Mm-hmm. Um, damn, I'm not sure what the hot ones are right now. I know there used to be a lot of rave about power. power beats. Oh, the over the air joints, right? I got, um, I got my wife power beats. Over the air, yeah, like, over yeah. the ear. Yeah. Okay, they don't never fall out. It's good. There's over the ear power beats now. <laughs> yeah, I didn't know I, that. 
Yeah, I told you I got them last last Christmas for. When I say over ear, I mean like headsets, like AirPods Max headsets. Because some people work out in their AirPods Maxes. I don't know how they do that. I'll be so uncomfortable. I don't think I can work out in the Maxes. those Maxes. Yeah. They're seven hundred dollars. I would never fucking take those to the gym. You never yeah. know what's gonna happen. I would never do that nah. shit. I, I just would, don't. I don't. Oh, those don't stay on my head. Like I don't. Like, maybe I mean maybe it would. I don't well, know. it well. I'm manifesting PS5s for you. You wearing the PS5 headset? Now. I know. I'm gonna I'm get a PS5 sooner. I might buy the one right now. It's on Amazon. But um, shout out to Amazon. But uh, first time, first time when when you show me that link, Josh showed me a link yesterday. Like, hey, should I get it now? PS5s are available. Yeah, they're really out. Yeah, no, I saw that. I saw. I got a little alert over the week, and they were like, hey, if you want to be invited to buy one, yeah, click here. Yeah, and I just did it, and then yesterday I got the invitation. I was like, oh shit. That's easy, easy yeah. peasy. It's been two years, mm-hmm. two fucking years since the shit came out. They're finally, you could go get a, a Series X. Just I got mine on the shelf at Walmart. Like I just yeah. bought it just because it was there. I don't even play the shit, but like I had to get it because I was, might get the Xbox just because I'm a I'm an Xbox thing. I got like ain't nobody playing on Xbox. Well, that's a different conversation. I still got my Xbox right now. Do you have friends on your Xbox? No, not really. I don't even play online really. <laughs> online, like, real niggas don't really play online. That is it's false. Just, I'm letting y'all know, real niggas that, don't really play online. That is false. Niggas definitely play online. That is I'm telling false. Telling you, real, no one is bringing, no one is inviting niggas over to their house to play video games. Like it's real niggas don't play online. I'm telling y'all, Josh, that shit like, weird to us. <laughs> to us. So you're playing like, offline Xbox games? There's no yeah, way. That's we crazy. Up and player, like we like on real niggas ain't playing online like that. That's not true. All right. I we, I'm we just, take a I'm, I know the numbers. I literally take work in the poll? industry. <laughs> I want to ask. No, it ain't poll the real niggas. <laughs> I don't know who the police are. I'm a, I need to like. I, I got to get somebody like to do this online, like Twitter, like we IGN to be like there real are, niggas. If play you online? said this in 2011, I might believe you. Maybe okay. In 2022, absolutely the fuck not. Okay. In All 2011, right. I don't know. Maybe in 2011, yes, I would be like, you know what? Real niggas are not using. They're not on Xbox Live. They're not. This is the era of Call of Duty Warzone, goes, which you can't. That's which you literally can't what play. I just said. I literally, because I ain't gonna front. That's the only game I do play online. Exactly. That's literally the only game I play because online. Call, you can't have another person with you playing that. You can't. You, it's it's not split screen. That's literally also, the only game. I just when you were when you, I thought about it, I was like Call of Duty because the last one I had on Xbox, I played that online. And then not only that, it's it's. Like, I've seen hood niggas with like PC setups. Literally, maybe I've seen <laughs> said maybe. maybe. <laughs> I was no dying. Way. It's funny, man. I just was thinking, thinking about like how still new and like we still need uh, computer education for the hood. Like, yeah. I don't think we need to abandon that. Like, I yeah. was um, my homie tweeted something the other day. He was like, "Man, like, can someone help me like learn how to download stuff to my external drive?" Like, when I bought, like, I bought a Mac just to learn how to do music on it, mm-hmm. and that's all I know how to do. Yeah, just just he garage just band. only knows how to do music. Stuff. I mean, he might have Ableton or something. He's like, yeah. I only know how to use my computer for music. That's crazy. So and I think that that's the one. <clears throat> I think more than anything, like. Honestly, like, even over like English and shit like that, you got to teach kids how to use the internet. Like, yeah. there, there should be a whole course for kids to learn how about privacy on the internet, about what not to post, what to post, where to go, where not to go. Like, yeah, they need real life skills in school because people need to learn how to build their credit too. Exactly. I was just talking to somebody about that. I'm like, man, like, this is what you should do. And I'm like, damn, I'm kind of if I'm giving you the knowledge on building your credit, you might need some help. I I <laughs> had like, and this is nothing to do with like what we're even trying to like say or what we're talking about. But it's like something that kind of has to do with that. Like back in the day. <clears throat> my mom learned that like the curriculum wasn't to teach kids cursive anymore. Like, yeah. They told that like they're not we're not teaching cursive no more. 
And I had one teacher that was like, fuck that. We're going to teach you guys cursive every single day. We're going to do some cursive because, like, y'all need to know how to do your signature and shit like that. Like, like cursive cool, but it's like. <laughs> but that was, this was back in cursive like the 90s. Cursive overrated this motherfucker. <laughs> Who the fuck is reading cursive? Like, I'm fuck? just saying, back, in, letters back in, cursive, in the 90s, that's like people some, thought yeah, that that 1900 shit. That, <laughs> like, that's like some red coat. Writing in cursive. Josh, you know how to write cursive, though. I do. Exactly. But who's doing that? <laughs> Nobody. I'm saying no one's doing it, but back, that was the standards back then. Like, niggas wanted it. people to know cursive to do your signature and shit. Like, obviously, that shit didn't mean anything to me now, but it's like, it's way more important, I feel like, for kids, especially just being around the kids today. Like, these kids want to know how to have a PC build. They want to know how to fucking do crypto and shit like that. Like, well, yeah. <laughs> maybe not crypto for another year. Nah, we'll get into that. Hey. We'll get, that's a Patreon topic, actually. We're going to get into that on Patreon. Uh, so you better subscribe if that, you want to hear about the crypto talk. The only thing I want to hear Josh talk about crypto is like, you know what? I was a little wrong. I, no, lost. I mean, there's, yeah, he wants to hear there's I lost. plus and losses. No, I, 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 I was just thinking about my gains from crypto no. over the, the last year and a half. Jesus Christ. I'm definitely up. <laughs> right. Oh, so you, so you buying the dips? Shout out to crypto. Um, but um, Josh isn't even a crypto subscribe bro. To, subscribe just... to the Patreon. we tell you a little bit more about what's going He's on. not even a crypto, bro. He's not a crypto, I just thought, bro. I really just thought about it the other day. Like, I'm not a crypto, bro, but I do believe in, in the future. And I do believe in technology. And I think that it is a utility that can be used. There will I think be it's a... being abused right now. Absolutely. Yes. There will be a form of crypto that's still around, I believe. It will not be the shit that we're seeing right now. Oh, I absolutely do think it will be. Like, it will be I, a form of it, but not this. I think it, I mean, it, it won't be how it looks right now, but the crypto that's around right now will be around. You know, and Bitcoin will not go anywhere. You know why it's going to be different? Because the government's probably going to regulate that shit. Yeah, but they're going to come in and want to regulate the popular coin. Yeah. 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 But I mean, but I don't, I don't, and, and honestly, you got to understand still, like, they can't, it's not like money. You can't regulate crypto like how you regulate money. You can't just make more money. You got to mine this shit. So it's like, it's, it's it's a whole my thing. On. My nah, it's on not right Kufi on. I'm just telling you, like, <laughs> even the regulations of crypto are going to be more taxing than anything. Hell yeah! But it's not going to be like they're going to come in and own the <clears throat> own the the, the financial uh, market. No, but what, like they much, do, they do it with the dollar. What's the what's the tax on weed? Like when they legalize it, is it is it bad or is it? Do what they the taxes on it? Like, yeah, it's, still, it's, they to... still, it's still heavy tax on on people who grow and shit okay. like that. Yeah. yeah. Would you ever like get into that? Like, would you, are you interested? I know you. Got yeah, Fidel's, no, Fidel. I, I'm like, I, I'm. That's just something I always do. Um, I kind of want to learn from the best. So okay. even with Fidel and what he's doing, like, I'm learning from him and following his steps. And yeah. when I eventually do step into it, it'll be some type of partnership with him for sure. I think um, he's growing it to be that, and I, I believe in his brand enough yeah. to to want to partner with him. So yeah, that's definitely on the horizon. I, I feel like do do people who don't smoke sell like grow and sell. I'm sure. I'm sure there's people that don't smoke. I'm gonna I, do that. I'm I, just gonna better get mad testers. <laughs> mad testers. You may seem like a fuck. Nino Brown. No, that's, right. who, that's who I watched. Uh, this is gonna be so terrible. I watched How High Two yesterday. Huh. I don't with, think I've seen that one yet. With Lil Yachty Why? and uh, yeah. and um, what's his name? Was it? What's the guy? The skinny guy. The he's on Wild the and Out. Skinny guy. On, on oh, High DC High Young. DC Young Fly. It was DC. Oh, it was, oh, was DC. DC? Oh, shit. I should watch that. And they had in the the name of the weed was called Fi. And I was like, remember when Yachty didn't smoke? And that was kind of like his claim to fame. Yeah. He Does he the, smoke now? He hit the weed in the movie. That's fake weed. Nigga. That, that ain't they, fake weed. They're not really smoking weed in the movie. That's real weed. <laughs> it's not real weed, fool. I, but I, I would believe he smokes now. I don't think he smokes. I or think maybe he, he does. Now. He probably smokes now. He Yachty, around Drake. Drake Yachty's said, one of the, the most interesting characters in the world, man. <laughs> Drake said, hit the weed. Yachty said, yes, sir. He <laughs> is one of the, I shout out to little Yachty, man. I, it was a time when I didn't believe. 
when it first came out, when Minnesota came out, I said, what the fuck is this? And it stuck her. I'm like, bro, you proved me wrong. Yeah. Like, I, I love when it happens. Target commercial. Yeah, all that. Pizza. Target, all pizza, that. yeah. yeah. And Costco. But that that made me think, like, oh, if he don't smoke and he growing weed, because the whole thing is about them, like, growing weed. That's, hmm. that's the second one. And I was like, damn, I, I should grow weed. I don't even... I don't smoke though. I don't know how it would be good. Is it? Is, I don't know. Well, if it I mean, would be fine. growing weed. This is the thing. It's like growing weed. Like it's a whole process, man. I yeah. walked through the process with Fidel at his new facility, ten million dollar facility. Shit's crazy. Shit. Um, Jesus. And then he just showed me the process of it. Yeah. Like, and I'm like, oh no, like I, dang, I couldn't do this. He'd be up at the. He'd be driving out there like four in the morning. Fuck for all these plants. And he, Wait. And, he, and you understand he has a whole staff. Like it's like 150 people who work in this building, and he's still out there like hands on. Are like, they shirt off working with it? Nah, <laughs> nah. They're actually very well paid. Like this is some real agriculture science shit. They okay. wear these whole suits. Like, okay, it's really crazy. He got some custom ones he just got with the Fidel logo on the back. <laughs> like, hey man, shout out to Fidel's man. Uh, you gotta give him a show one day. Man, Talk about his process. That'd he would really cool. fucking love it. I don't smoke, but I'm interested. He in actually, the... you know what? He just dropped a YouTube series. Um. You guys look it up, Fidel, Flower by Fidel's. I forget what his YouTube is, but it's on YouTube right now. He just dropped a series. Okay. It's really talking about his come up. He's like come from like real like cannabis like royalty. Like yeah. his brothers, one of his brothers, Serge, is like the head grower at Cookies. Oh wow. Like he does all the exclusive shit with a burner. Like he's like burner's guy. And cookies is like the like the the Nike, the fear of God of weed, right? Oh yeah, like, no, nah, cookies is the Nike. Like burner is on Forbes. He's about to be he's well on his way to a billionaire. I just remember that nigga rapping. I was like, man. He's still what? rapping. He's still rapping? He's dropping albums. He was just on the charts. Like, nigga, number two behind, like, Taylor Swift type shit. Like, he Charts? Is... What chart? Billboard. Oh, God. Bubbling up? Bubbling, <laughs> bubbling under 100? All right, hey, man. It must, have been, it must have been bubbling around 100 or something. That might have, that might have been Taylor Swift. album shit. That might have been Taylor Swift's 15th song that he might have, that was the <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was like the 18th song of the record. It was, hey, it was song 18. I'm not, I'll, hey. We, we, I'm, not, I'm not knocking, I'm not no, knocking Burner. Not knocking I'm not knocking Burner. I, I saw it. I don't know if it was like, I, I, Was I, it Burner and BTS, nigga? Like, <laughs> y'all crazy. <laughs> There's no way. I'm gonna get burned on this show. It was burner and weekend, nigga. We like, play this back. Hold up. <laughs> no, for real, like that. That that's been always an inter- industry that's interesting to me because it's like people are creating generational wealth literally just from from selling weed legally. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. being in an area where you can do that legally, you can have a lot of spots. It is a competitive market, and I've seen that. Like, there's so many dispensaries out there that have so many different things. You know, they even have their own like. You know, Instagram, YouTube accounts, like like Josh is saying, and to say, how do you maintain that? How do you stay above the rest? And what makes your weed better? What are you putting in it? You sprinkling in it? What is it? You know what I mean? Like, and that to me has always been the interesting aspect of uh, growing growing your shit. You know, so uh, we got to have either Fidel or Burner, one of them. We're gonna get Fidel it. on. For the Burner would be great. I can't even find his Instagram page right now. It's just so crazy. But um, we could definitely get Fidel on. Yeah, and you know, I'll make the next Burner. So uh, I want to shout out one one person joining our, our Patreon, and this nigga joined our Patreon in the in the funniest way. He texted me and Josh the other day. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he said I was having a conversation with one of my homeboys about people not supporting, and I was arguing, and I realized I didn't support y'all niggas. And I was like, what? <laughs> but uh, shout out to Justin Hilliard, man. We're still waiting on our invite to uh, the Wood uh, season one. I'm I'm trying to be like radio host type, you know what I'm oh, saying? Oh, you trying he be trying to be on air. I'm just trying to be in the writers room, brother. Just, Don't put me well, on. Well, I want to I want to be on the shit cuz so I could I could be like, "All right, Justin, go." Like action, nigga. Speaking of being on it, what's up with your YouTube channel, man? What? All right, all right, all right, yeah. all right, all right. Shout out Justin Hilliard, though. In for, case y'all didn't know. 
He's gonna be. <laughs> he's gonna be in D tier. Shout out to him. He's uh, he's in the line for the merch. I just say that. Yep. <laughs> One more shirt. One more shirt. <laughs> One more shirt. Deliver. Nah, I'm good. I got y'all, man. The fires. I sent y'all weed. Was what the le- the last update we had? Yeah, yeah. The, the offer still stands if y'all need it. Was the last update. The offer still stands. Oh my god! It's called uh, Deadbeat uh, Strain, <laughs> not getting the merch strain. All right, so I'm studying YouTube couples, man, because we're trying to make this channel happen, and I want to do pranks, and she don't want to do pranks. Pranking each other is kind of crazy. But you got. <laughs> I saw you get into the game. It was the prank. You got a prank. There's so many pranks. Like uh, I threw out my engagement ring in a fight prank. Uh, I'm FaceTiming another nigga and he walks in prank. <laughs> like, there's a lot of there's a lot of shit that go with this. Yeah. And I feel like we should we should, honestly for Patreon is are are you able to like bring up a video mark from from your control center so we can watch one of these things? If I sent you in the Patreon, yeah. Um, I think I think I could play the audio from it, but video wise, you wouldn't be able to see it through the video. But, but we that can, can always it. just be edited in post. You can share your screen though, right? So we can see it. Or would that blow up um, your computer? Possibly, I don't know if it's gonna blow up the goddamn map. We'll figure, we'll but. figure it out. Besides, we're gonna watch one of these videos. I'm gonna show you. I'm gonna show you these right, videos. I gotta see one. So it's it's so it's interesting because you got to come up with a plan like every single week or every single day of like what you're gonna do. You have to film everything. Like Damn. these niggas filmed them just like there was one video I watched where they just them eating every Halloween themed thing from every fast food place. And I said, Yo, y'all be pissing acid. Yeah, that's actually crazy, but that's fun. That seems fun. fun. The one thing that I that I always wonder when I watch these relationship YouTuber videos, and I and I'm hoping that you guys get on the same wavelength as me. I really, I will be, not. I be. really, <laughs> I really be trying to figure out if these niggas have sex. I, I mean, yeah, I don't. Young. It doesn't feel like they have sex. It feels like their their whole life is just built on 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 like content. And this is what you want. No, I mean, I, I want to still make it seem like I'm attracted to the person I'm doing these videos oh, I feel with. Because it feels like a lot of animosity, like it, well, not even animosity, battle of the sexes. It, it feels like it's like they're best friends, right? Like, like it's like they're best friends with a ring, hmm. in, in between hmm. them. So it's like I, I, I still want to make it seem like okay, we're both hot and we can both still do this. You know what I'm saying? Like it yeah. doesn't feel like that in these videos. I, I always ask my wife, like, does it look like they have sex? Maybe you want only OnlyFans, a couple's OnlyFans. See, that sound, man. Maybe that's what you want. I've, I've seen no, some no, couples no. that have that. Who wants to watch that? I'm like y'all, are, y'all are freaky. <laughs> <laughs> like that's. I, I'm not that. I'm not. I'm not like. It's like there's one video where I feel like it should have been an OnlyFans thing, but it was like from a couple years ago from this one couple, and we and we found them because they got into a beef with another couple. But he had a video called "How to Kiss," and it's like 35 minutes of how to kiss. <sighs> And fifteen of it is like you got it. Your breath got to smell good. How many views does this have? It had like three million views. Niggas really want to learn how to kiss, and I'm like, I mean, the kids. The that's, that's, that's who be on that as a kid, so it makes sense. Be jits, bro. The thing that stopped me was this nigga said there's twenty five different kisses, and I said twenty five. I feel like I might have only I topped out at like six. Yeah, I'm like, what's what twenty five different? What are the different kisses? I, I, you gotta, you gotta be watch the video. Like, yeah, I'm you gotta not, watch the video. The upside down Spider Man kiss. That's what I'm saying. Okay, he's talking about like, different. He's yeah. talking about freaky shit, like yeah, kissing so, assholes and shit. So right. <laughs> I mean, shit. So anyway, <laughs> this nigga Mark just—I just got the alert. He's making a lot of edits right now <laughs> to the show. Oh man, I just put one. <laughs> so no, I, we're gonna build the channel. We're gonna build the channel out. 
As we go, we are 26 minutes in and gotten into none of the topics Nothing. that we're supposed to talk about. <laughs> we're talking about we got here from like, we were talking Holidays, about baby. credit. <laughs> we are talking about all time. How did we get here? We have not talked about anything. Let's talk about one of the things on the, on the docket today. Uh, Josh, you were in enemy territory last weekend. Oh, yeah. In want- Tampa. Man. I looked on Instagram. I said, this nigga Josh ain't posting. Did he get beat up already? Um, nah, man, nah. It was uh, man. So I went to Tampa to go watch the uh, the Rams and the Bucks. Shout out to my boy Nick. He invited me out. Um, I had given him, I gave him, him and his daughter tickets to the Tyler show at Tampa. So he was like, man, uh, when the Rams play the Bucks, he has Bucks season tickets. He knows I'm a Rams fan. He was like, yo, when they play, you got to come out. We're gonna go to the game. So we go, and man, shout out to him, man. He laid out the carpet. He had like tickets in two different areas. He was like, man, we could sit. He's like, if you want to sit on the Rams side, we could sit over there. Or we can sit on the bug side and like it's like right by the tunnel. Like literally, we're like mm-hmm. four rows up from the tunnel. So I'm like, nigga, I want to sit by the tunnel. Like I want to <laughs> see Tom Brady come out. Like I really, I really came out there because this is Tom Brady's last season. Um, and I wanted to see it. Like I, you know, he's the goat, and he did go. Is that shit. official? Official? I mean, not official, but come on, look at this guy. <laughs> Lost his marriage. He should hang it up by now. Yeah, I mean, he got the he got the the, the newscaster shit or the, the sports it's on the way. Anchor. Yeah, yeah, he got that job and then he unretired. Yeah, so yeah. it's like that's still like. He still got to do that. Yeah. And I think that's part of the reason why his wife is a little mad, too. But that's for another episode. But um, Cause what, what, is it because he, he probably... I mean, he's about to go right back to work right yeah, after this shit's yeah. over. It's like, nigga, you're not retired. Yeah, you, that's true. Yeah, like you... And it's like, you know, I almost think the sports analyst shit might be a little more taxing. Like, mm-hmm. look at Stephen A. Smith. You got to watch tape. He got yeah. to be on set. He got to travel. Pre-pro, all that. Pro, all that yeah. yeah, man. Yeah. So, um. You know, that's the TMZ sports section of this, <laughs> of this pod. But. So but when I looked at, on Instagram, it was you. You were the only nigga in the Rams jersey. And you were in a sea of like burgundy and red yeah, and shit like that. Yeah, black and a red. Bunch yeah. of, I saw a nigga with one tooth behind you. <laughs> You're I crazy. Saw nah, it, was, it was definitely some characters out there. Though. I remember I stepped out and um, when I went to go to the bathroom, this dude was like, we're going to fuck you up. I'm like, no, you're no not. No way. Like, it was like a black dude, though. I'm like, no, y'all not. I just stop. Like, hold up. You about to do what? He's like, oh, you know. I'm like, yeah, all right. But um, it, you know, I, I like sports. I like that of sports. I I wish LA was more like that when people came. But nigga, when we play people, it'd be more of they fans than us. Well, the last time the LA got active like that was like the Dodgers shit. Oh well, nigga- <laughs> the Dodgers. I mean, I meant the Rams. Oh. Dodgers will fight all day. Yeah, it's a, I, every time I go to a Dodger game, it's a fight. It's a fight. Every I got time videos I go- in my phone. It's two Dodger fans fighting. Like literally, every time I go to a <laughs> really? game, really, yes. Every time I go to a game, I see a fight. I mean, that's not even an exaggeration. Ain't no reason for y'all to be fighting in that old ass stadium, man. No, that's lit. That's part of the Dodger what- stadium experience. <laughs> What about um? What about Lakers? Because I've always no. thought about nah, what Lakers. it would be for me it's showing Lakers, up to Lakers is too the big cool. crip in a Heat jersey. Lakers too cool. Like you see how how, how that arena? Tripping. Yeah, you see how that arena is lit. Yeah, <laughs> like nah, you not tripping. You can't fight. It's too dark in that bitch. When they play. Yeah, I true. went to the. I watched the Lakers lose recently to the Jazz. I watched <sighs> that game. Yeah. I, I still haven't been. I still I gotta watch LeBron before he's retired. I've never been to an NBA game before. Oh man, we gotta pull up. Oh no, we going. I got yeah, you. I've yeah, we're going to a game. Yeah, yeah. Never been to a Laker game. Never been. Never seen LeBron before so i gotta do it before he retires because it's like one of the, one of my biggest regrets is that I, I i was here and i never saw kobe play yeah nah, i wish I, mean? I would have seen him a little later later i seen well i did see him in his second to last season yeah 
But I didn't see him in the last season. Yeah, like I never saw him in the last season. Never saw him season before. Well, he was injured that whole year, that one year, yeah. and that was probably like my, like my second year here. He retired my third or fourth year here, and mm. I never got to see him. So I got to see LeBron. I got I got to give LeBron his flowers for for he's out of there. Maybe it's a, a big time game that, that I go to, but got to go to NBA game. Got to make it out there for mm-hmm. sure. But um, so it was a safe experience. You yeah. Were, so no, it was fine? cool. No, I was I was great, man. I had a great time. Um, had great seats. Um, what did I eat in there? They had some shit called. PDQ, some like chicken strip shit. Hot dog. Wow, yeah, PDQ. <laughs> you heard Look of PDQ? At that. What wait, is wait, that? there's no PDQ in California. No, hell no, that? that shit fire. Oh wow, bro. so it's like it's pretty much like an expensive chicken spot bro, oh. in, uh, out in Florida. We have a whole bunch of them out here. PDQ, PDQ. is gas. They had it in the PDQ. stadium. That shit PDQ was so fresh good. food. It's like a chicken. Yep, yeah, that's it. That shit it was, was tender fire. salads. All they had was uh, tenders at the stadium, and them shit was busting. All oh, they had the sandwiches too. Yo, this shit looks crazy. Mm-hmm. It was busting. <clears throat> yep. I feel like people are trying to corner the market on making the best uh, chicken tender. I feel like between like Raising Cane's, Zaxby's. Yeah. Zaxby's needs to come west. I like Zaxby's a lot. But this PDQ shit tastes like Louisiana chicken I thought this was you. It could have been because I I was. (laughs) You know what? That's low key. Was that the stadium? Uh, No. I don't know. No. Because that nigga looked like the nigga that served me. But but yeah, shout out to to Raymond James Stadium. I I actually really like that stadium. I like the cannon. I always wanted to see it from like back in the day with the boat. The cannons and shit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And it was good to just, you know, be in there. I I like, you know, when I retire, I'm going to go to every Rams game. Okay. When I like, I'm just going to be one of them guys that just travels with the team. Yeah. So, you know, getting experience that early on. Nah, I mean it'd be people doing that. Like when I was on my plane, it was people that had Ram shit on. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was it was dope, man. Like I, I really enjoy it. I don't know, even though we lost, you know, Tom Brady last thirty seconds, March sixty uh, yards downfield, that's like that's that's some amazing shit. He might not ever do that again. Might as well be speaking Chinese to me. I don't know anything about that. Hey man. Well <laughs> Did you get to enjoy did you get to enjoy the city of Tampa while you were out there? Yeah, I went um to the Tampa Museum. I actually was pretty pissed because I, I wanted to see this Carrie Mae Weems uh photo exhibit, and literally yes, the day before I was there was like the last day. Damn. Like they literally had like a curtain oh, okay. over the area. I'm like, can I just like peek? <laughs> like, but it has some good art there. Uh, the Tampa Art Museum, I think it's called. It was dope. Um, it's just a bunch of food in Tampa. Like I didn't really. I had some pizza while I was there. I had PDQ, and then I went to um. Damn, where did we get dinner at? Shit, where did we eat dinner? I don't even fucking remember. Fidel's. It's the Fidel's. Nah, I, we went to the Edition <laughs> Hotel. That's where we were supposed to get dinner. Yeah. And then we ended up, Oh, we just went to some uh, Mediterranean spot that was actually pretty fire. That's fire. Yeah, some random okay. Mediterranean spot. Yeah, yeah, Tampa's like a tourist spot. I know like a lot of like... That's wrestler city though, low key. It's money oh, in Tampa. That's yeah. what me and my boy Nick was talking about. It's just like how the real estate just mm-hmm. went so crazy. And like he, you know, he's in that in that field. So Yeah, I think um, yeah. like... Roman Reigns lives out there, like off the beach out there. That makes like, sense. On the, on the bay, like he's got a huge, like ten million dollar house out there. And I'm oh like, yeah, damn, like he living like Rick Ross. For yeah, 10 million. like he, he's he's out there. And a bunch of people are out there. Tampa's like yeah, a Tampa's more like, affluent. Yeah, no, exactly. Like, yeah, you know, you got fucking Jeter's out there. A lot mm-hmm. of Yankees, like the Yankee culture, brought that down there. Oh really? Yeah, yeah. Like that's they crazy. do our spring training there. Okay. So they have like a big stadium. That's like, I mean, it's like a big ML, uh, minor league stadium. I gotta make it back out there. We, me yeah. and Mark and Cyrus were supposed to go out there three years ago for Mania. Uh-huh. And the COVID happened, yep. and it's and definitely that. a lot nicer now. They've been building a lot of shit. Like yeah. I just said, they just built the Addition Hotel. That's like the nicest thing in the city the, right the, now. The Addition Hotel is lit. Yeah, everybody's in that bitch. Yeah, like the Addition yeah. Hotel. You, you know you you really going somewhere you in the fucking edition for sure. Like the night actually it's so funny enough, the night I was there, Adam Sandler was there. Oh, was like, yeah, he did a show like at the at, at the the hockey arena. Okay. And then he was just at the bar. Just, just chilling. Like, yeah. 
So dressed like a normal nigga. That's that's his whole mo. Yeah. Speaking of normal niggas, a lot of people after this show is over with are gonna be normal niggas again. Not the star though, but Atlanta's over. Hey man, I watched it last night. I'm glad we're talking about this because um. Did you cry? It's fresh. No, I just I, I love I watched the last two episodes because yeah. I hadn't seen them, and I like the way they ended it, man. I think you know Atlanta is a groundbreaking show, and mm-hmm. like we absolutely have to give that show its flowers. And I love the way. I love. I feel like that last episode, especially like the chicken spot, kinda, yeah. and uh, the sushi, Demarcus. I didn't see it. Oh, you haven't seen it? No, oh, marked man. it though. Yeah, well, you you missed out on a, just a great scene that like it kind of encapsulates mm-hmm. how people feel about Atlanta right now and the criticism it gets. And it's like you're criticizing this show, but you're not criticizing. You wouldn't criticize the white equivalent of this show. Okay. People love Dave. They hate Atlanta. What was the? I don't. Who get hates it. Atlanta? People hate Atlanta. That's Ooh, people. I, I would love to know who these people are. I don't know. I feel like, that, I, Atlanta, I feel like there's a lot of criticism for Atlanta that show. Atlanta constantly gets it, it's like a it's like a 99 on Rotten Tomatoes right now, critically acclaimed every season. I think episode I think season three is probably going to get a lot of Emmy nominations when it's said and done. Uh, I don't see who hate like I'm not counting internet trolls as hate. I mean, I just feel like I don't know. I see. I feel like the chatter, and I feel like that's what they think is that the chatter is that people don't like the show, and I think that was a the last episode was a particular commentary on that. I just want to know. <clears throat> And I saw like Donald Glover's brother, uh, I think his name's Steven. I saw his interviews and I've been seeing his interviews about just the reception to a lot of stuff. And I think mm-hmm. that it's very much like focusing on the 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 loud minority of things because mm-hmm. the show still gets critical critical acclaim, but that might be from audiences that I feel like they probably don't want really kind of giving it that acclaim. Like it mm-hmm. is a bunch of white people that are giving it like tens and stuff like that. It is a bunch of them. Uh, I, yeah, I don't even read them type of shit. <laughs> like Rotten Tomatoes. I was just thinking when you were talking about Rotten Tomatoes, I'm like, who reads Rotten well, it's, Tomatoes? It's like an aggregate. It's no, an I aggregate. know. Like, I know. I just don't. I don't. So it's like Rolling Stone. It's, it's like um, um, AV Club and stuff like that. They, they all say it, but it is majority white critics that love the show. And, and I'm not saying there's anything and I'm going to spin off into another tangent about this, but like I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that, but I think that they, I, I wonder if they want more black people to like it, and I and I feel like there. I mean, maybe there was a commentary on that in that scene too, because I feel like maybe. it was very much like, I mean, you got to watch it, bro. I don't want to spoil it, but okay. So a, a, Mark, go ahead. I was going to say I did not make the distinction with Dave. That was something that was completely amazing. I thought they were going into something else, and I was like, who are they trying to? I think it's make not a tie in here with that. But if it was Dave, that is completely insane how they did it. No, and I don't, I don't think it's not just it's not just Dave. I feel like there's a lot of shows that came behind Atlanta that do Atlanta type sure. shit. And then sure. I think Rammy, there's a lot of Rami is one. Yeah, and then I think there's other shows that are like caricatures of black culture that people like and i think it was a commentary on that as well okay like i think you look at the tyler perry spectrum of shows and it's like who like that's like over the top like it almost feels like i don't know it just tyler perry should be crazy sometimes <laughs> like the hairstyle all the way down to the hairstyles that's like when like i've seen tyler perry shit where like they like kind of miss a line and like they just keep yeah. it rolling like yeah. I, i've seen like some like like bro tyler perry shit like i think the big <laughs> this is a tangent this is very very much a side note go on but, go on Whoever directed Baller Blocking is probably a better director than you ever <laughs> Tyler Perry shit. I swear to God, bro. Are, is, are they on par? Are they on par? They're like on the same level. Oh, man. I see the same type of shit I see in Baller Blocking, I've seen in Tyler Perry. So you mean like, you, like he never evolved from Baller Blocking? Like, you're saying? Yeah, because like I see a nigga like, like in Baller Blocking, AJ Johnson has a line where like he's about to like say a line and then like the white dude says the line. Cuts it off. Of him. Yeah. yeah. And I'm like, I always see it and laugh at that. Yeah. And that's some shit I would see in, in Tyler Perry right now. <laughs> It's it's like a it's a comedic trope that I feel like people need to stop doing. It's the same as It's like, not a comedic trope though. 
I think it's just them, like it's. I don't. You think that's them being like intentionally comedic? I think I think they're trying to be comedic. Yeah. No. I, it's 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 lazy so writing. They, it's definitely no, lazy so writing. When, when they be having fucked up hairstyles, you think that's like them being? Like, oh no, that that's a production type thing. That's nah, production I don't issue. think that. I think that's. I I I've heard about how people record Tyler Perry. Yeah. Shit, like. If you fuck up a line, they just keep it rolling. They, I promise you, they be recording on a crazy ass schedule that they just keep it moving. Even like the the, the A one tier actors. I don't know. I got to shout out to Tyler Perry, man. You you the man. But <laughs> no, not, I am not looking at the camera saying that? Tyler Perry you man. man. You You're wilding. But what you, bro? Pay your writers. Pay hey, your staff. I mean, I don't, I'm. Is he not paying them? No. Is that, is that a thing that's coming up? Yes. Oh, I don't know. I, I don't keep up with that. I don't know. No, he's not paying niggas. I like. Hey. Hey. I am not looking at the camera saying you're the man. No. Yeah. What no. Was I just. Can I just. For what that was. No. I, for me, that was just like you built something and people enjoy okay. it. Yes. You're the man for that. I. I People are watching that shit. No, no, pay them. I don't know about all that. (laughs) Back to my original point. Back to my original point. I feel like that episode of Atlanta was a commentary on people loving that hyper caricatures of black culture Mm -hmm. and then things that came Mm -hmm. behind Atlanta that are very much like it and not giving Atlanta that respect of being a show that was paved the way for that. You got you got to give it its flowers just for even first two seasons alone. I mean, I, I know a lot of people are always going to gravitate to those two seasons. I don't know what the I don't know what the conversation will it's be so around funny, the last man. two. It's so crazy. I the first two seasons were cool. They set the stage for me to continue to yeah. watch. They're not my favorite seasons. A lot of people would say season two is is like top tier television. I would probably be one of them. Yeah, I gotta it, go it back is. and watch. I'm gonna watch it all and just like because I wanted. I even want to watch season three and four again. I just yeah. feel like they it, that season three was some of the best television I've seen my, in a long time. My my thing is that it's also like I didn't hear a lot of people talking about either season this yeah. this year, and I don't know if it was an FX thing. I don't know if it was a just you know they're trying to just get a lot of stuff out out there. The the street the the world changed a lot. Yeah. Yeah. By the time it's a different show, show by the yeah. time it, yeah. yeah, it's a different landscape by the time Atlanta came back. And the question was, are people ready for this show to be back? And it's like, did it accurately answer that question? I don't know because we're not still hearing the same conversations. Like, even me, I'm just waiting to binge it. I'm just going to watch it all, yeah, and, and once, which because I was just like, I, I, but I couldn't follow any conversation. So it's like the only conversation I have about the show is with you two. You know what I'm saying, and, and that that it wasn't like that with the first two seasons. So I wonder if that's part of the frustration that Stephen Glover and Donald Glover have had with Atlanta this yeah. season. Like I, I I think that a lot of because it felt because I'm like who are y'all swiping at? Like who are y'all like? I think the name of the article was like Atlanta's not for everybody or something like that. I think it was either you showed it to me, mm. Mark, or somebody had showed it to me, and I was just like I was like, well, I mean, it was it was certainly for a lot of people in the first two seasons. I wonder what what. Well, makes them think that now. I also feel like season three and season four were very like nuanced in black culture. Yeah. Where I think it, I, I was even wondering, I'm like, do other people get these jokes? Like some of the jokes were just like, feel like they were just very much like, if you know, you know, black shit. Yeah. Like the, the kid, the kid with the, the, the parent, like the white parents. Yeah. But even not even that, cause that's like a little overhanded, like, but it would be yeah. just like little shit. Like even just the, um, the Linux Mall, or not Linux Mall, what was the shit? The mall episode. The mall where they, they couldn't get out the mall and they kept yeah, running into... Yeah, like, but I talked to my friends from Atlanta and they were like, nah, that's really how that mall would be. You yeah. will run into anybody you know there and yeah. like you'll be stuck. <laughs> so I just like, a lot of that shit, like it kind of damn near went over my head. I I understood it and was like there, but like I wonder, there's other jokes in the season. I just feel like, I wonder, do other people get it? Do other people understand? I don't know. Well, I'll, I'll, I'll definitely be checking it out. Um, Man, what what an end for, for the show. I know I... 
honestly, I don't know what to expect. So I, I'm, I'm excited to, to, to watch it. But back on the point of, of critics, okay, I, I'm noticing something real like weird. And I don't know if I don't know if you care, Josh. I don't know. It's just something that I'm noticing, and I just feel like it's know. weird. Let's it's get like to it. her loss came out. I'm not gonna get into the conversation. People think I'm gonna get into about this this album because yeah. I, I don't think it's worth. Please God, I'm not. Yes. I don't. Yeah, we'll, we'll I, it's we'll not worth on. it. It's not worth it. But twenty one. <laughs> what what is a twenty one's reaction to that? To me, is the best thing when because, he watched the memes. Yeah, because he was just like, "What? What's making y'all think that that's what?" No, you know it's funny though. I, I felt the same way when he's watching it because, like, I, it's just funny how people's minds work. Exactly. Why were y'all thinking about that? Because they they probably <laughs> recorded the song was like this shit hard. Like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> then you hear you like, but the the way the the public has changed how that sounds. They're to making me now. it gay. <laughs> They're making it gay. I'm like, bro, this this is not gay though. People like, are crazy. But because like you know, like even the first time you heard it, you didn't think of it like that. When I heard it, I was like, oh, this shit riding it. Yeah. I, I didn't think. But now now I gotta say, oh, this shit riding. Pause. Like, <laughs> Now I can't it even listen first, to it. It was the first TikTok. Yeah, the first TikTok when he put his hand in the air. I was like, come on, guys. Nah. Let's think of this, But yo. also, why y'all, why, why, like, okay, y'all want to be funny. It's cool. But why, why, like, as a man, why y'all doing this? I mean, yeah. TikTok, this is what the kids do, man. These Gen Z, these kids are, they're, hey, but I, they're I, so fluid. They was for sure not thinking about that song like that. Like, they were like, yo, this, and also, even the things that he's saying, he's not thinking, can you do, like, something sexual for me? He's trying to DJ something. Talk some shit. For yeah, me, man. Like, talk that shit for it was me. dope. It was like a little setup. It was like, oh, okay. You Jack, know what it sounded like, like to me? Like old no limit shit. That's yeah, what it sounded like yeah, to me. Like yeah. old, like uh juvenile type shit. Like that's what it sounded like to me. I was like, oh, this is like some old no limit type shit. No. Do something for me. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like that's what it sounded like. And it's like, yo, y'all can't make everything gay, bro. Like <laughs> Not everything is gay, bro. Kids like, are crazy, I will say, bro. I it was funny though. If that's the most important thing out of all of this, hey, it hey, was funny. But twenty one hey, was just like, bro, what the fuck? Hey, the, never, the, la- never laughed, never the, laughed at one of them. I, I like the, yeah, the wrestling one. The wrestling one was kind of funny. The never laughed. The two K one. The the wrestling one was kind of funny. Two K one, my face was like this. Two K one was trash. The original one with the with, with the bl- with, with the black kid and he was putting his hand in the air and doing the and doing the purr hands and shit like that. I was that was, was, you funny. was weak. The two K one though was weak. You 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 was you was you was laughing at that. Oh, man. All right, cool. I was, matching, I, was, I was matching him with it. I was matching him with Y'all it. Y'all niggas different. Anyway, so I I think that with with this, I'm starting to see like some type of like fatigue and not just from people wanting Drake because like obviously this this album did crazy numbers first week so no one is tired of him yet like no one's tired of Drake but I'm, I'm getting tired I'm getting tired of seeing reviewers that don't like his music get the opportunity and the byline to do this music to do the reviews yeah. for his music I think it is like and this isn't even to like single out or take shots at anyone but I'm like yo if you know that you are not interested in this and you know he's not gonna stop ch- talking about the stuff that you don't like stop taking the byline hmm. give it to a young black person who really does enjoy this shit? Cause you are you have you have aged out of his his demographic at this point. Yeah, that's a fair point. Like it makes no sense to continue reviewing his music, being upset because he does a, a Ti twenty fours uh, homage. People were upset over that. Yes, man. I'm like, what, I'm like, what is wrong with y'all niggas? I was mad about that. That's twenty four is one of my favorite songs, and like, I'm glad that he resurfaced this. So exactly. No, because that's the one thing I, I I do appreciate about all the sampling and just current shit. It's like kids need to know. They don't know. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Why would you be mad? Even, at that? even Coyle Ray sampling uh, 
fuck. She, she's, yeah. Uh, 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 I know exactly the message. Hoes get, uh, yeah, the message. Hoes, hoes is, is, is niggas too or whatever. Like, yeah. I, that's a like smooth ass song. Like, that's, yeah. that song's hard. Kids need to know that sample too because we, we haven't had anybody sample that song in at least a decade, it feels like. Yeah. And make, and have it sound nice. And, and have, have it sound, sound nice. Is one thing. You know what I'm saying? So like, uh, I look at just the reviews of it and, and just the outwardness, and I'm just like, bro, I'm seeing stuff like, yo, 21's really taking the next, and this is no diss to 21. He's taking the next step, like Drake's just staying in one place. I'm like, this is the same nigga that's killing half the tri-state. But my thing is so crazy is like, 21 literally took the step up to Drake's level. Like, yeah, he had to. Y'all have to understand. Like, that's the thing that people don't understand about this album. Like, this is just Drake. Like, this is just a layup line for Drake. Yeah. Like, like Drake could have did this with anybody. Yeah. Like, I, and not to know disrespect to 21, yeah. I love 21, I think, and I'm glad that they did it together but mm-hmm. drake could literally do this with anyone and like that's you know he's he's bringing people up with him he's uplifting exactly. people like that's that's the one thing i do really appreciate about drake man like he ain't like even with the honestly never mind shit like a, he gets a lot of criticism for that personally that might be one of my favorite drake albums right i like that drake is exposing people just to different sounds and music and yeah shit, and shit like he might not be the most authentic actor or the guy or whatever y'all want to call it but like he's exposing somebody to that and he and he's got to a level in, in music where he can try things like that now. Yeah, so like, and it's like and it's like yeah, expose someone to to to, to dance music, then expose someone to Twenty One Savage. I'm sure there's so many people who did not know who the hell Twenty One Savage is until 100%. they heard this project. Exactly, and now he's there. And, and I I think I I really hate to single it out, but it's like a I, I look at some of these reviews, and obviously they're like not for uh, not from black people. One of them is, and I was just like, okay, I can't really fight it. You, but you never liked them anyway, so like you should just do something well, that's else. What else are people saying? I don't be reading this shit. <laughs> I, I just look at it, and my, my first thing when I when I read the stuff was like, you have we, have you ever been to Atlanta and experienced any of these things? You know, it's funny. <laughs> I stopped reading reviews because because shit like this. I'd rather yeah. just read profiles. Yeah, like I. I, I just don't it, it it feels weird to me that that someone could be like I really fuck with Stove God Cooks but I'm not fucking with this Drake it's like well I mean where have you where are you coming from you know what I'm saying like what what part what what part of the life are you coming and I'm not trying to do this to 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 stand for Drake but it's like I saw the same thing with Young Thug's Punk album which mm-hmm. I thought was like really great and then someone was like oh man it just feels like he's stuck in one place I'm like what are you talking about like he's like Thug has always been one of the best rappers out so you mean to tell me west side gun is, your, is more your fancy stop reviewing this shit yeah stop talking the, about the this thi- <laughs> the thing is i think a lot of people hear that and expect let's just only do positive reviews we only only want to hear positive reviews no. but if your big trope if your stick is like ooh, number one drake hater on twitter you're diving into some areas that we could probably already see what is going to come from it. So it's not saying don't critique the album, don't have actual mm-hmm. thoughts that go against what is popular on this album. But if you are very happy with being the guy that's like, yeah, fuck all this Aubrey shit. Yeah, yeah. you should go dis push. Yeah. Why don't you dis Jay-Z? <laughs> uh, we should probably realize that this is going to be what your stick is. It's not for you. It's not for you. I, I'm, I'm, there's no Drake fatigue, but it's definitely like Drake discourse fatigue i think in my in my eyes like i'm I'm really done with the discourse i think after this like i'm probably not gonna tap into another review i don't even know why i clicked on the reviews period but it's it's just weird it's just weird just to see like them and and then the pit 21 against drake i'm just like 21 would not say this thing that y'all are saying people i did see people talking about like the like or ice from uh but yeah i mean i hate to call him ice from jump but he's officially ice yeah officially (laughs) ice shout out to him man but um, you know he does his like verse, or he takes people off of projects. Oh God, he took twenty one off. Yeah, and people were mad about that. And I'm niggas like, were mad. What, yeah. <laughs> but he he made a great point. He's like, it's in my iTunes for my enjoyment yeah. for what I listen to. Why do you care? I 
I mean, you care. I go. Well, would it would it even be that hard to take twenty one off the album? Like he's on, he's barely on it as it no, is. I mean, shit, he does this shit for every all these yeah. projects, so I'm I'm sure it's not hard Tw- at all. There are there are whole times during the album where like I'm just listening to it, listening, and I hear twenty one. I'm like, oh shit, I forgot he was even on this yeah. shit because he's he'll get like twelve bars and Drake will get fifty five or some shit like that, like mm-hmm. or as whole singing interlude outro. Afterwards, like, I like Twenty One singing on the project too. It, very like, good. This is where, yeah, <laughs> all right. I, I'm curious to see what the next project sounds like. Very. I, I feel like we've been waiting for a while for that. It's been two years. He takes yeah. his time though. Yeah. No. I, and and Twenty One always has good projects. That's the one thing about him. Like he, for what the type of music he makes, he crafts projects rather than just throwing songs at the wall. Savage Mode Two was 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 the shit. Yeah. I, I I really enjoyed that one. Uh, one thing we're almost at an hour. So a lot of this stuff is gonna have to get taken to B sides, but we gotta have this conversation. Really? Wait, bro, we're at fifty minutes. I mean, a lot of that was probably the fucking all oh, the shit we talking about. We need to cut when I was looking for the headphones. No, nah, it's not. It's not. It's not. Because I think like we at made least up, like two, three minutes. Yeah, like <laughs> we made up a lot of that ASF list, Josh. Oh yeah, man, is it coming. happening? Someone actually asked me. Someone I'm asked if gonna, it's coming. Yeah, I'm not. It happens cap. every year. Yeah, I'm it's not coming for cap. sure. But what what is the process? Have you um, started the process? I right? have not started the process. Honestly, this year has been one of my busier years. I'm looking yeah. back on it like, damn, I've really been putting balls to the wall. But um, pause. Uh, <laughs> that's a sports <laughs> phrase, though. That's a sports phrase. You know, we say that in sports. Come on. <laughs> anyway, um, the list is coming. My process is very. Sporadic. I'm yeah. putting. I have a. I have a, a note of just shit I've been adding. You've been to it. Yeah, yeah. But I need to. This year I'm doing a little bit different, so I need to really format it this year. Like I'm really like, this is the year that you're gonna see the real ain't shit funny list. Okay. Format. Okay. And then moving forward, you'll see it in bigger and better forms. Well, we're excited for it. Yeah. But it'll be coming after Christmas, so don't hold your breath. We're super. <laughs> can we? Can we? I, I've been. I, there's a couple people that I think you should put in consideration for the list. Oh yeah, we could talk about it. Everyone's campaigning, man. People text me all the time, like, "Yo, you see, I did this." <laughs> in the list. I go front. It's it's this year. I'm like, I've seen some things in in just in the community that I really appreciated. Um, funny enough, I just went to uh, Easy October okay. that works with used to work with Travis. Oh yeah. Um, you know he's been doing this art thing. He has like a gallery in, in Chicago, uh, Infinite Archives. No, uh, that's the name of his clothing line. The yeah. gallery's called a uh, Anthony Gallery, a okay. gallery Anthony. Um. He just did a show though with the Stony Art, a uh, Stony Island Art Bank, okay. which was like an arts uh, museum out there. He had like Cause, Tom Sachs, February Jones. They all pulled um, up. No, that he had all their pieces in there. Oh wow! Like he had crazy like shit in there. Like I was really impressed. Um, shout out to him. I just that's something I just saw. I just thought it was cool. Cool. Like you see that type of art show in in L.A. all the time, New York maybe. Um, to see that in Chicago and in the hood of Chicago, yeah. damn near like that shit was just dope to see. So. Things MTV, like that. MTV Cribs should be on there. No, I haven't, even, I haven't even watched that this season. Who the fuck watches that? Me. So Peacock or something? No. <laughs> I don't really be I like, that's what I'm you saying. watch this season. Huh? I watched that. I, I, I watched you watch this season. I watched Steel O'Brim's crib. Shout out to Steel O'Brim. Mm. I watched Macy Gray's crib. I watched uh who there was an, there was another season. I watched Tia Maori's crib. I was watching Cribs. Is it still as uh is it still as is it still as outlandish as it was back in the two thousands? Honestly, or honestly, people, they, they, people downsize their homes. They could honestly put this shit on YouTube. It does not need to be a show. I'm not even going to cap to you. It, it, it could be a sh- it could be a show. Like honestly, it doesn't need to. It doesn't need to be on broadcast. But what does need to be on broadcast before we get out of here? The proliferation of Twitter has has been happening before our eyes day oh, yeah. by day. This app, <laughs> something else ridiculous is coming out of this app. We had the whole Twitter blue fiasco. 
So we we finally got word on what it is. It finally launched literally right after we recorded Twitter Blue. So now if you got a regular verified check, it will tell you this this person verified because whatever, whatever, whatever. Then you have the Twitter Blue one and people been putting a diamond tester in them goddamn yeah. fucking... <laughs> They've been putting a diamond tester to them motherfuckers. That's a great meme, actually. The diamond tester to the, the verified check mark is a great meme. That's in contention for the list this year. The, oh, the diamond tester. The diamond tester. Twitter blue, regular Twitter one. We are we. There has just been so much happening. Twitter laying off over half their workforce, including the people that helped the site run. Yeah, it's tough, bro. Oh man, like man, we gotta talk about that. Yeah, we gonna talk about on Patreon, too, but, man. but Twitter has been. Let's just be clear. I don't think he's planning this. I don't think this is his master nah, plan. Well, this, this is, is not thing. his master plan. This is my thing, man. Are you about to defend this nigga? No, right I'm now? not about to defend him. But how many days has he owned this? What, fourteen maybe? Two he weeks. fired everybody. I'm just <laughs> whatever plan he got. Whoever got a plan for anything? Hold on, for anything in life, we not we not clocking after two weeks. We yes. not we not like for anything in life. You gotta at least give a nigga a month. God, two weeks. So in a month, and it's still, I don't. And it's still I mean, losing, I, I don't lose it. Here's my thing. I'm not. I'm money. not defending. I'm not defending. I don't know. Like I, they've been losing money since before he bought it. They've losing he bought it money losing, now. He bought it losing money. All the advertisers are gone. I know. Which <laughs> I mean, but shit, he, he charging these trolls eight dollars for the sweater blue. He might be making a little Bro, bit of money. Bro, he not. You know why? <laughs> here's my thing. I'm not defending. I'm just saying it's literally been two weeks. I, I, I like I, I, I can't call it after two weeks. I, I see, I, I see a lot of bad going on, but I'm also like, damn, have you done anything that you like? You have to pull it back. Like, I, I just don't think we can judge. I, I can't say that weeks. he's done. Well, here's the thing: you've seen a lot of bad because there hasn't been any good. I'm just saying it's been two weeks. <laughs> there has been literal, but it is parody. crazy. Did you see what happened when they where they did the parody account of the the dialysis uh, insulin company? Yeah, I saw that. And then the, and, and then they said that they were making insulin free, and then it was fake, and then and them people lost money. Dropped. Like, well, that's that. Like here's the, my thing. The, 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 here's the thing. Well, he opened up the door for parody accounts to come back, bro. That like, you never notice how how much. I remember when it's Meek Mill and I'm Kendrick Lamar. We're on there. They're back. Oh, what's, the, I feel they did leave. <laughs> I never oh noticed. God. I still see them around. The no, wisdom don't. account from Twitter. You don't remember wisdom getting off all the quotes, and then they had and they had to leave the fake Wiz Khalifa um, inspiration account. Uh, yeah, uh, none of them have been around, and you know they haven't been around. I haven't noticed. I haven't noticed. But I'm not def- like I said before. I'm not defending. I just saying it's been two weeks. There's been there. So just there have been people that have been laid off. Yeah, the layoffs, layoffs are whole, terrible. I, but they laid off their whole IT team. Yeah, they, they, then they asked for them back because he, I, I feel like Elon fired them based off of like a spreadsheet of how much people were making. And I think I feel like he was like, "You're making too much. You got to go. You're making too much. You got to go." Not realizing that these are the people that help the site run. They have no people. They have no one that can actually talk to the FTC to tell the FTC like, "Hey, we're we're looking at privacy and stuff like that." All those people are gone. Yeah, I, yeah. He's I'm and a lot of people resigned. Like I. It's looking bad for the guy. I, I'm like I said, I'm not defending him. I think you, it's, you know it's, that it's been two weeks. If 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 Twitter like falls, he's he spent forty four billion dollars on this. That part of that is his Tesla stock too. So like it'll be straight. He's off. Who he won't? Them Saudis are gonna be looking for him okay. like like Lonzo on training day. Hey man, I I, <laughs> I I think he'll be straight. But we'll see. Josh going down with the ship. He's standing on business. I'm right not now. going down no ship. It's in business. I don't drive the car. Shit. I could care less. It's his business. <laughs> it's his crazy. business is crazy. Is it our, is it yours? Is it mine? I don't hey, know. Hey, we use the app. I'm using his app that he he paid for. That's what I'm bro. saying. Like, I mean, hey, he, 
Yo, he seems Last confident. week it was gang gang. Now it's just his <laughs> now business. Now it's, now it's, it I'm is. not here to judge. <laughs> yeah, I'm just saying. crazy, man. It's been two weeks. <laughs> it's been two weeks. It's been two weeks. We'll so see what month, happens. in a month around yeah. mid December when. Yeah, how, many, how, many, how many weeks we get the president? <laughs> I'm just saying. You know how to be like, a, you know how to be like 100 right. days? <laughs> I'm just trying to see how long. How many weeks we get Biden? How many weeks we get Biden? Let's give him. Maybe times two because he's running a fucking app. Biden running the country. Oh no! <laughs> I can't take this anymore. Oh man! Shout oh. out to the midterm on, on elections. Midterms week, by the way. Yeah, shout out to midterms. Hey man, California, y'all got some explaining to do. Y'all didn't pass the motherfucking gambling uh, props, and I'm very disappointed. Why is it? Why were people against that? Wait, gambling's illegal over there. Yeah, no, we can't do we can't do sports betting. The sports betting props. They did why, the why, online in the. I mean, I don't. Shout they, out to the natives. I know y'all want y'all money. Oh my Come god, on, man! <laughs> I'm just trying to. I'm just trying to gamble fan on fan. Is that is that? Who trying, I'm just trying to put some parlays in. Well, I I didn't know. I don't really know the politics of it. I just know I want to put. I was very selfish with my reasons. Okay. I didn't even look at the other side. Okay. I don't give a fuck at the other side. You said sports betting. <laughs> I want to bet on sports. That's, I want to put some parlay. That's mostly how people vote. Yeah, so I don't even. I'm so that's why. I'm, that's why I started off with the apology. Like I don't know. Is what, it the natives? That's yeah, because oh, I think okay. it was. It had to because you know Native Americans get the gambling. Uh, oh yeah, 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 in California. Okay, okay, so okay. it's something up with that. I don't know the exact. Okay. I don't. I'm not in the politics. Okay, but I know that shit didn't pass. So I'm very sad. I mean, shout out to Gen Z. Shout out to black voters. Shout out to Latino voters. Shout out to women voters. They said no. We ain't going for that. Pro pro uh pro life shit. They say we we tired of that shit. Mm-hmm. Roll that shit back. So shout out to them. We, a couple months ago, we was like, yo, this shit. It's a, it's a dark moment. You know what I'm saying? We, That's we, why. We I mean, that. even when it was a dark moment, I would still have faith. You know, honestly. you didn't sound like that episode. You had any faith? Josh. I just I, I just always got faith that this shit, these rights would be wrong. Okay, I don't know. But that's a, that's an optimistic me, way to put it. I just me living an abundant life, man. I think I just think you know. Uh, even Steven things always work shout out. out shout out to women man they they really showed up mm-hmm. um I mean a lot of these races were so close I, I mean it turns out people really don't want a more abortions banned and they don't want their voting rights taken away and they don't want all these other things the Karen, the Karen Bass when she's win. she's probably about to she's yeah. probably about to shout I out mean, to Karen Bass um she's like up 10,000 last I checked whoa, whoa those are some Air Force Ones in the background Mark what are those those are Bronx joints which one he just I White just oh, yeah, yeah. oh, oh those um, this nigga said oh those Say what? The uh, Bronx Origins. Mm-hmm. Okay. Wow. Okay. Well, yeah. Twitter, shit show. It looks like we don't have to pay for the eight, so we don't have to. I broke. was never gonna pay the eight. I, y'all was gonna call me broke, do whatever. I, the day they start making me pay for Twitter, I'm checking out. I'm going. To, you going to Mastodon? Niggas better put me on the, on the influencer list. The niggas that don't have to pay. <laughs> Right, y'all just won't get these Yo, what's the, I would pray that Elon what? can see and hear what you're in defense of him so he can put you <laughs> yeah, on the I mean, Elon know what it is, man. It's still game. Elon know what it is. He do. Crazy, bro. He don't even like black people. Who the fuck tells you that? <laughs> Any South African or some shit? That don't mean he black. I'm just saying he's been close enough to us. He knows what's going on. <laughs> it's crazy talk. What's the uh what's the Jack joint? Uh the new Jack app? Blue Sky. What's it called? Blue Sky. Uh, Blue Sky. Yeah, you gotta pivot to Blue Sky. I, I signed up for it. We don't really know what it is. I have no clue what it is. I heard um, you gotta have Rick Owens to be on the app. Really? 
Nah, I'll just see. Jack Dorsey's always been Rick Owens. You've never seen that before? This thing be Rick Owens down. He always looked dirty to me. Yeah, Rick Owens. Rick Owens. <laughs> dirty ass clothes. Nah, shout out to Rick Owens. 40 billion? I'd be Rick Jack. Owens down too. <laughs> yeah. No, he didn't. No, he, no, Jack already sold the company. Yeah, why? Like, let's see if the, Jack is in full support of, of, of Elon and his. Uh, he said it, he said it, it was his fault that it had to come to this. He nah, never defended him, Josh. He's definitely I looked in at full that. support. I looked at- <laughs> He's definitely in full support of what's going on over there. But hey man, shout out to Jack. Shout out to Elon. <laughs> no, out I'm not shouting out Elon. We're not shouting out Elon Musk on the show. Shout out Jack, Elon, I'm- Tyler Perry, Steve Harvey. Uh- <laughs> And Childish Gambino, Donald Glover. Shout out to him too. Yeah. Put him, put him in there, up there with and all Dave of them. Chappelle. <laughs> I didn't watch the SNL, so we can't talk about it. I watched the, I watched the monologue. I can't wait to watch it. He's starting yeah, to look I watched, like, yeah, um, I watched the monologue. He's starting to look like Bokeem Woodbine. I see you tweet that. He's starting to look like him. <laughs> He's always looked like him. No, he hasn't. I feel like Dave's just always been scrawny now. He's getting older. He puts he, weight he, on him. He's put a lot of weight on him, man. Yeah. Like for for sure. Like I, I looked at it. It's a, it's, it's, it's cool. It's. He's another Rick Owens ass nigga. He Dave should not be wearing designer. He be wearing Rick Owens. Why not? Nigga got money. Why not? He looked dumb in designer. Hold on, wait, hold on, Mark. Hold on. Uh, niggas can wear what side designer. You, what side do you want? Why Dave can't wear designer? What I'm about to say, why why can't Dave wear wear some? Man, if, if I'm, it's crazy. Roast, See, this is kind of what I mean, man. Niggas can't wear designer. If you saw Leo on some designer, you're not gonna say nothing. But Dave and designer, he can't wear designer. I don't think Leo. I don't look at Leo as like no fashion. Who who you looking at? Because why Dave can't wear this? Rico, he looked dumb in them dumbass shoes. Hey man, damn, that's what Donald was talking about in that episode. Some people think I look dumb in my shoes. We just put it together. What? Oh, what? In the final episode, yep. This is what he's talking about. You said, hey, Mark, I'm telling you. I'm telling to, to you. To defend Dave Chappelle. <laughs> Thank you, though. But this is what I'm. But it's not just about Dave. It's about so much shit in our culture. Like we we see somebody else doing it, and we don't say nothing. We accept it, and then we do it, and we like, look at this nigga doing I, we that. We just said that we didn't like Rick Owens. It no, dirty. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. <laughs> This is just a, a nah, good. I, I'm 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 very tapped into the Dave. If that is a Dave, this I will be one thousand percent. I don't on think that. it's a Dave. I just were saying is Dave better than Atlanta? And I was like, y'all are fucking wilding. Yeah, I think it's a I think it's a dig at Dave. I think it's a dig at just a lot of shit, like just a lot of things that came behind it. But um, man, shout out to Atlanta. That was I I like the different layers of it. Like I just that's why I'm gonna watch it all again. Like that show really um. It won me over, man, because the first season I like did some social media stuff for it, and I yeah. just I, it was cool. It was it was funny to me, but I just wasn't like all that in. We were and too, then, we were too like inundated in that at that yeah. time, like the Atlanta thing. I would like I remember that being like a whole silo in, yeah. the, in the office at that time. Yeah, it was it was yeah. funny, but I was just was like, oh, it's like it just it didn't capture me like how season three and season four did, and like man, it just I, I think it's because I'm older too now, and that's why I want to go back and watch it. Like being older. That's true. I'm like, damn, this shit just, this is real. Like, this is, this is our lives on the screen. It's very much of the time, though, I yeah. think. Atlanta was very much of the time where we were at. Uh, this is pre-Trump and, like, post-Trump, too. Like, mm-hmm. That's a good it, point. It, it was it was a very different time. That's a time. real good point. And now it's different. It's like, people are a lot more cynical. I, I just think, in general, the world is more cynical. It's like, funny. The world's getting more cynical, and I'm getting less cynical. I think you need to <laughs> hold on to something. I need you to hold on to your grasp. I don't want to be cynical, man. I don't want to be jaded or cynical about anything. I'm, I was about to say I'm over this shit. That sounds a little morbid, but I'm just like, but for I, the world, like, I, I very much believe in um, 
in the world, not of the world. Okay. So I'm just letting this shit be what it is. <laughs> and then there it is. We're going to let this episode be what it is. As we end it off, right after this, you're going to be hearing the episode of uh, Amp Radio with Pierce Simpson, myself, Josh P's MC. It's a good one. But right after this, we're doing B-Sides. Check us out on B-Sides. Make sure you spend that five, just like Justin Hillian did. Tell us about it. Tell us about what you want to hear on the show. And until next time, for Josh, MC, I'm J5. Peace out. Too much respect. All of my shorty BDs, they know not to try. Too much respect. I used to hand out CDs before they would buy it. Well, she love me so much, it seems like she buys. Niggas don't know how I live, but that's because they live at the high. Hey. Four L steps, ain't stepping on shit till it's quiet. He brought me the money sealed up. I still had to count it, I cannot just hide. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Hey everyone, thanks for tuning in. Let's start with a bop. Oof, you guys are gonna love this one. Okay, callers, is the album worth a listen? It's so good. I bet you would love the intro. Let's play it. Whoa, a win like that calls for some victory music. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. We are back. Blackprint Radio, November 9th, 2022. J5 here. Josh Pease. In the nick of time. Man, in the nick of time. <laughs> I've been I've been traveling. <laughs> Too much traveling. All be all been traveling. Shit, this is crazy, bro. I was just tripping. Like on Sunday, I was in Tampa. Yeah. Monday, I was in New York. Jesus. I'm in Los Angeles, and then I'm going to Chicago tonight. You're listen worldwide. The B and D. I'm just trying to go to sleep, man. The B and D <laughs> is worldwide. Well, of course, you heard him already. We got MC in the building. What's going on, MC? I was stunned that you were about to do Chicago in days time. I just saw you in New York. Yeah, I literally was Monday. I was in New York for 24 hours. That shit is so lame. There's <laughs> not enough time to do anything I wanted to do. <laughs> Which is eat, obviously. Yeah, I actually did have, I went to Scars, the okay. pizza spot. That's, no, just, I never. that's probably my number one pizza spot in, in New York now. I don't go to New York enough. I feel like, well, I'm going to be in New York in January. One of my closest friends. Got a uh, oh yeah he's 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 expecting yeah I'm pulling his, up his, his beautiful uh his beautiful girlfriend expecting I'm pulling up the, I'm pulling up in January with the Burberry fit on but we got to get right to it this week because we got a special guest <clears throat> and I know he has a lot to talk about mm-hmm. this dude is like when you think about like multi hyphenate like this is the guy that you think of like I I've I've admired his work from afar but we I, we really kind of connected a little bit when when one of our close friends well, I mean really he's all of our friend Cam. Uh, Cam Hay, who is like the the internet's number one biggest thought in the world. Yeah, man, <laughs> big thought energy. <laughs> <laughs> when he when he kind of connected us all, and, and of course that connection is, has stayed true. He's somebody who is a hard worker, one of the one of the foremost voices in complex sports. Uh, our guy, P- Pierce Simpson. What's going on, brother? My dogs, thank y'all for having me. Anytime we can slander Cam right quick, it's always hilarious. So yeah, yeah. Like, yeah get yours in. One hundred percent. Hey, body blows only, bro. Just go ahead and. and I've been, been saying some shit like. 
tweets be going crazy. And I'd be like, where the fuck this tweet start from? And of course, it'd be Cambo 500. I'd be like, hey, come on, dog. Exactly. What's going on, bro? Uh, wow, nigga. 7, 7 a.m. Uh, uh, arguing with niggas. <laughs> arguing. Arguing over some Drake lyrics. I'm like, Cam. Exactly. Up, it's always over Drake. Drake or like Le- or Katie or LeBron. <laughs> some shit like that. Hey man, but that's why we love him. That's our dog. So you know how it go, man. Absolutely, absolutely, man. That's that's my little brother right there, man. But Pierce, how you doing, man? How how you feeling? How are you, how are you how are you maneuvering in this world, sir? I'm solid, man. Much like much like Josh, man. Q4 is Q4, right? I'm tired man. as hell. It's crazy to keep doing the show and and going to Chicago tonight. That's just a testament to the work we all put in, man. But just you know, trying to finish 2022 strong. So you know, how I go. That's that dedication, and 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 of course, you are you are again. Like I said. I, I, I sold the hell out of you. I sold you just now. Like that that you no, gonna yeah, find I'm, a better I'm, intro. I'm gonna yeah, I'm gonna slide you some paper later. Don't even sweat it. I got thank you. you. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, that put was, it that was, under the door, under the doormat, you know, just as, as usual. But uh I mean yeah. again, you're you're such a hard worker. And what what shocked me was that like I felt like because I was at Complex for a time and then I left Complex and then like, you know, some new people came up and then I, I saw you. And I was like, damn, this, this dude came out of nowhere. I was like, yo, this, this guy is like really working. Like, how did you get your start in media? Man, funny enough. So when I got out of college, okay, it's kind of like a long, like a long road. But when I got out of college, I initially was like, all right, I'm going to take a little break because I was going to go to law school because I wanted to be a, a GM or like an NFL team, NBA team. So wow, like, right, that, that is, hey, yeah. that's, I love that. That's for real. <laughs> my ultimate goal. I was like, I'm gonna go to law school and then eventually be the gym of the Cowboys. I was like, that's that's my plan. Damn, terrible and team then, though. Uh, <laughs> hey, like, hey, Josh, what's funny? You mentioned you was in Tampa, but you ain't say the outcome of the game. Oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> we're not gonna talk about that right <laughs> now. So you went to law school? He said, "Let's get out of this quickly." But uh, yeah, so I, I got out of college and I went to work at Nice Kicks, uh, the website, which was in Texas at the time. And uh, the owner, Matt Hatfield, was like, hey, I was just interning there. He was like, hey, you you know, you got a good voice. You want to try this on-camera thing? Hmm. And I was like, no, nah, I ain't never tried it, but shit, let's, let's give it a shot. And I was 2014, man, and never looked back. And this is funny, like, how everything has happened. I never really expected it, but it's just nothing but God, and I'm really appreciative of it. And when I got to Complex, the reason how I got there was I kept applying online, and I just said, you know, fuck it, they just got to keep telling me no. And they eventually told me yes, and, you know, here we are. Yeah, man, that's that's actually a great story because I feel like, you know, I'll talk to young professionals all the time. And they're like, yo, I applied online. I never heard back. And, um, you know, I think persistence is a part of that game. Um, and, you know, that, it's just interesting to hear that, you know, after repeated attempts, you finally got that call back. Yeah, like I'd be telling like, I think uh, I think young professionals don't have enough like fuck you energy mm-hmm. where it's like they just they be taking no for an answer. And I'd be like, I get it. And I know it can be defeating, but sometimes you just got to keep going and just like keep keep trying because eventually, you know, it might work out in your favor. And so I think Complex had told me no like three times. And <laughs> my dad just like an old school Southern dude. So mm-hmm. this one particular time, I was he was like, why don't you apply to Complex again? And I was like, well, they done told me no three times. He's like, oh, so your ass is going to give up. And I was like, well, shit, okay. Let me, <laughs> let me and the fourth time worked. So it's funny how that go. And, and and I think that like even even just being told no and having those doors shut like a lot of opportunities opened up. I'm I'm sure for you in the process of being told no, there's a lot of skills that you learn, a lot of things that you learn in between those no's. And that's what I try and tell people a lot of the time is that that closed door opens up another one, and eventually that other door is gonna open up, and you just gotta you gotta bowl your way through that bitch. Real talk. And the biggest thing is like it it helps it helps yourself because you know a lot of our fear be like the fear of rejection. 
Mm-hmm. And so if you're able to get that out of the way and be like, well, shit, that wasn't that bad. I'm still going. I'm still breathing. I'm still doing good work. You know, it just kind of makes you fearless. And truth be told, when I got those no's, I just wasn't, I, I wasn't ready for those moments at that time. Mm-hmm. So had I even, let's say they said yes on the second one. I mean, shit, if I would have got it then, who's to say I would have lasted this long? So mm-hmm. it all just worked out in perfect timing. Yeah, I, I like to say, and, and, and I think about it, I think about it often, how much of like people that I'm close to or people within my circle, we kind of got our dream jobs first. And we were like, right. yo, this is, this is, I'm good. I don't have to do anything else. And it's like, no, that was just, that was just the first part of the journey. That was just the first part of the work. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, real talk. And it's, it's so strange in like 2022 and it's like new, this new era of what we're in. Cause you know, of course the internet is still fresh and we're like the first ones through to really experience it and how it just changes our lives. I'm sure y'all can attest to it where it's like, you're in this profession, but nobody in your family can really understand like what you do. Absolutely. And you know what I'm saying? So you're trying to explain it. And like my mama to this day still kind of may think it's not as secure as it is. And I'd be like, mama, relax. We, you know, we good. But it's just it's just funny how things change and, you know, the landscape is so different. So when you're kind of the first one through, you're learning a lot on the fly. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I don't think my parents have a fucking clue what I do. <laughs> I don't think I do. <laughs> my niece called me today and was like, hey, can you make this show come back on Netflix? And I'm like, I can't do that. I don't work in that department, you know? What's no, your- real shit. The amount of requests I get to just hit up random people, like I know them. I'm like, yo, I, I interviewed them, but I don't know these people. Probably. <laughs> as long as they're not asking you to meet Cam, then that that's completely fine. <laughs> um, but as you went up the ladder, obviously, I know there were there were ups and downs and and twists and turns, so to speak. And really, in certain situations, we're really the only guys in the room. You know, what I'm saying the only people that you know, guys or women in the room that look like us. And that's you know, obviously, black people. What are some of the struggles you faced being in media and, and being the only person in the room? Man, it was. I had a rude awakening one time, and it wasn't anything. It was like this. I was I was up for a potential a potential role, and it was a it was a branded content. And I guess before I had this. You know, because I, I have a sports background, so you kind of think to yourself, like, it's a level playing field. There's a certain level of, like, meritocracy where, like, just the best is going to be the best, and you just figure it out from there. Mm-hmm. But when I found out after the fact that I didn't get the role because the brand in particular wanted universal appeal, and I asked, I was like, what the fuck does that mean? Mm-hmm. And it was like, they want somebody racially ambiguous or Caucasian. Jesus Christ. And I, I was like, oh, fuck. And so I guess I had never thought that, like, you know, of course, you're always aware of your blackness and you're aware of being a black man in America. I just had never had it laid out to me where I lost the opportunity due to that. Right. And so as I went on throughout my career, because I was maybe like 2017, 2018, I was much more aware. And then I just got much more rooted in the fact that I am a black man in these spaces. More times than not, when I go into these rooms, I may be the only person in there. I may also be the only true person in there that really knows this culture like this and can say that like I lived it. And I'm sure y'all know that too. Where yeah. You got you got some black folks that you can tell like they may not have lived it like the yeah. rappers they cover who they cover. Yeah, <laughs> that's a great you know, point. Yeah, y'all know the vibes I'm talking about. And I and brought so, it up. Hey, I brought that up this week, man. I'm I'm really tired of, of like certain types of rap writers writing about rap. Like I'm just tired of that shit because yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, J5, we're going to talk about you shooting from the hip because your tweets be fucking hilarious. <laughs> the, 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 her loss, the her loss reviews was, that was spot on. You was, you was spot on. And, but and, I, I mean, and, and I feel yeah, like not to, not to like fuck up the whole, the whole flow, but like I came at yeah. that, like I looked at a review and I said, I literally said, I was like, what the fuck does this, this nigga know about Atlanta? 
Like, has he ever been, what does he know about what they're talking about on this? And I think it's just been so easy and, and really foolproof and, and, and really kind of, you know, no one really gets any consequences if you have a white writer write, write about black experiences. And that's really my issue. It's like, I want to be a black person talking about black experiences. I want to do that everywhere that I go. And I mean, to hear that story, like, and again, like I've never heard, you know, I, I just realized I was like, bro, like your face is on, on everything. You know what I mean? So it's like, they're looking at all oh, universal appeals. Like they just want a safe black person. They want somebody that doesn't look too black. Doesn't look too, you know what I'm saying? Like, and, and that's just fucked up. No, nah, it's very fucked up. And it's like, and I'm so appreciative of that person telling me like, just keeping it real. And that's been the beauty of my journey so far is just having people that I have been able to just keep it real. And cause I do have certain blind spots to this media thing. Cause that wasn't my traditional route. I didn't really set out to do that from the, from the beginning. But as I continue to grow in this space, it is important for me to, especially for black men in general to, to advocate on our behalf, because I think far too often there aren't really spaces intentionally created for us, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. And we far too often become too much of a talking point and a negative aspect. And I, and I, I think this year in particular, ever since the pandemic, I would say I've been much more rooted in trying to one do great work, you know, just for myself too, but also, make sure that I'm showcasing black men in a good light. And then we're just pushing everything forward. Yeah. Cause I mean, so often we, we don't really, we don't really see that, you know, like we, right. we will see us in some ignorant shit or, you know, it, it's so, it's so rare that we see someone like yourself who is featured in a light where it's like, yo, you're actually uplifting and you're having really meaningful conversations with legends and with people that are, that are relevant. And you don't see that a lot. Like I, I'm, I'm for, I for one, I'm glad that like you, you were able to break through that because it's fucking rare. You know what I mean? It's really rare to break through that non-universal appeal glass ceiling. Real shit. And, and, you know, I, I, again, I appreciate that too. And I'm cognizant of it. And I try to, I don't take that responsibility lightly, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. You know what I'm saying? And some of it too, is also being able to bridge that gap between kind of like we talked about a little earlier. It's like, I do the same shit that you see, like, you know, that we all laugh at on Twitter. Like I've done that shit before. Like I've like, we've all laughed at those things or did those things. So it's like showcasing that duality of, you know, understanding that I can step in these rooms, have conversations with a Pharrell or Odell mm-hmm. Beckham Jr. or these things. But then I can also relate to, you know, uh, real Boston Richie or P. You know what I'm saying? Like hey, I understand. Hey, you just you, you just you just said the right thing on this show. <laughs> hey man, hey man, when y'all started when y'all started off with, with two million up, I said, oh yeah, y'all like that. Y'all like that. <laughs> I had a question, man, because I, I think you know, especially in sports media, like uh, the complex news voice is so new and just so young and and, and not something that's traditional in that in that space. Um, how do you feel being one of the forefathers or just kind of being on the forefront of, of pushing that that voice and that POV in uh, sports media? Man, it's, it's twofold, right? So, like, first things first, always, when I see Jinx, I try to give him um, as many flowers as I can because mm-hmm. in a lot of different ways, if he doesn't break down the door for complex news, then a face like myself is not able to kind of follow suit behind him. And then, uh, you know, the guy who was instrumental in starting it all was Cornell Brown, who's at PG Lang right now, mm-hmm. and another man and so it's like i'm so grateful for those for those guys for looking out for me and giving me the opportunity to step forward and then looking at this the sports angle now me cam and and zion we talk about this often because it's just us three running the sports channel right and when you look when you look at the sports media landscape i mean it's predominantly white males talking about black athletes yeah and so more times than not we always take a step back and say like yo it's us three running this account and it's 
that's an important thing. It's important for us to have that voice and it's important for us to like be the conduit to be able to relate to players where players can trust us or where our audience can trust us and say, we're coming from a, a standpoint of like, we're not bullshitting you. We don't have no arterial motives. And this is what we try to put forth. Absolutely. No, I love that. I mean, I, it's funny that you even mentioned just the landscape. I look at like a lot of the cool voices, the Bleacher Reports, the, um, the what's the, the Fitz one? League Fitz. League Fitz. League Fitz. I love that page. <laughs> and then I saw the guy behind that page <laughs> and I was like, I was just, I just raised the eyebrow. <laughs> And then I recently watched um, the HBO Max show, uh, The Cut. Is it? Is it what's the fashion oh, show with Offset? Oh, oh uh, The Hype. The Hype yeah. with Offset. And then yeah. the League Fits guy was on there. Oh, no way. With a trash fit on. <laughs> like a really bad fit on. But it was like one of those like bad fits where it was like, oh, you trying to dress like the rappers yeah. and the athletes you cover. Right. And it's just like, you just doing this all wrong. There's there's no awareness. There, there's no like, to, in order to be that, you have to come from that. Yeah. And if you don't come from that, it's very noticeable. So like when you see uh, Josh P's doing what he's doing, or Pierce doing what he's doing, you say, oh, he comes from that. So he comes from a sports background, so he can talk to these people in a comfortable a comfortable space where they can come in and they, they don't feel like they have a guard up. Yeah, I think it's just a culture background, too. Like, that's yeah. I think that's one thing that's just super important about, you know, being in these white spaces that, and, you know, you got to really have some uh some some history behind you and just some some upbringing and understanding yeah. of black culture to right. go into that space and speak on black culture. And I think... That's one of the things that's just always missing. Like, you know, it's no offense to people who come from different backgrounds or who are black. But I think to really speak about this, you know, you know, sports and music that comes from, you know, these poverty stricken places, you kind of have to be from there, or understand exactly. it and, and really have a, a liking to it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Because um, like you. Oh, go ahead. I didn't mean to cut nah, you off. No, you, I was about to go to break. You go ahead and finish your thought, brother. <laughs> yeah, I, was, I was just going to put a, a button on that on that point real quick because. Josh, Josh, you make a great a statement. It's like, I think a lot of times when when you know black athletes are covered or black musicians, there is a lack of like humanizing these people and understanding that they come from they come from families, they come from parents, they come from people. They have stories well before what they did on the field or in the booth or whatever the case may be. And I think a lot of times it's like this voyeuristic aspect where it's like, we'll chronicle you, we'll watch you, even in your demise. And then it's just like once it's over, it's over, and not looking at these people as like people. Right, absolutely. Um, we're gonna take a quick break. This was this was this is great. We're gonna we're gonna keep it rolling on Black Print Radio. We're gonna we're gonna go to some some her lost tracks. We're gonna go to one of my favorite joints from this privileged rappers. You know any privileged broadcasters, Pierce? Oh, I know plenty. <laughs> okay, <laughs> we'll be we'll be right back on Black Print Radio. Back on Blackburn Radio, J5 here with Josh Pease, MC also in the building. You good, MC? Boy, he's asleep. <laughs> he ain't even here no more. No, I'm definitely good. I'm just making sure that this rain just stays rain and not thunder because this uh, Hurricane Nicole is on its way. 
Oh man, I I I completely forgot about that. This is like the second time you've been about to die <laughs> doing this show. Literally second episode <laughs> that a hurricane has came. Uh, thankfully, this is a whole lot calmer than uh, than the one that hit Tampa though. Okay, okay. Pierce Simpson in the building. What's going on, Pierce? You still good? I'm still good, brother. Good, good. I I would be remiss to uh, do this show this week. I know a lot of people have heard a couple of the songs been playing without tributing the life of Takeoff. Um, this happened literally, I mean, right after we put out our episode last week. We haven't had a chance to really react to it. We'll probably react to it a little bit more on our show this week. But, um, Pierce, how did you? How, did, how have you felt about that? How have you been holding up since since this news? Man, when I, I remember I woke up that day because, you know, it happened overnight. So I woke up, checked Twitter, and I see that. And it just had this fog over the rest of the day. And it didn't seem real. And then this week in particular... You know, I just thought to myself, because his funeral's on Friday, mm-hmm. how we not supposed to be having Takeoff's funeral, if right. that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Like, it just created a finality to it that I was just like, this shit ain't fair. Right. You know, you you have a guy that's only 28 years old. He's finally getting his flowers. He's finally getting his just due. People really recognizing his abilities as, a, as an artist and as a lyricist. And it's it's cut short all based on ego, right. all based on some on some bullshit. Right. And I, I think about the ripple effect that it has where now the opportunity for him to c- continue to create generational wealth for his family is now just cut short. Mm-hmm. And the impact that has for generations to come all over a, what, a dice game. It's just like that shit is just just sick to me. Yeah, that shit. Yeah, no, nah, I, I echo those sentiments. Exactly. It really makes no sense. And. You know, we we live in a culture uh, of violence, and and it's it's sad. It, it, you know, I drove on the way here listening to her loss, and you yeah. know, Twenty One Savage talking about murder raps, and it's like, <laughs> you know, it's shit that we enjoy, but it, it's a sad, it's our sad reality that you know the thing that we enjoy is sometimes our demence, and yeah. and really ultimately the demence of our culture. And um, you know, I hope people just wake up. I'm not. I had a good conversation in the barbershop earlier today. I, this is my oh, first no. time in the barbershop in a long time. Like, I usually get private cuts, house yeah. calls, and some private shit like that. Private cuts, hold on. Hey, man, I'm just saying, like, this is my first time in the barbershop in a long time, and you know it, it, what it was, the topic of the day was, of the of the year for barbershops. They're eating off this Kanye topic right now. Oh, you understand? man. They got Candace Owens playing. No. Shit was wild. But it was, it was a very good conversation, but one of the things someone was speaking about was just that, you know, how Kanye kind of made this change of, of, of leaning towards gospel music and 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 not promoting things that he used to promote so much and you know it sucks that I mean this barber was using Kanye as an example and I was like his best friend is Justin LeBoy so he's a terrible example <laughs> of this but you know I I, I, I kind of struggle with that internally like damn do I do I put the trap music down yeah, yeah. like I don't know like I, I, I it's a like to wake up I can't even listen to Migos I haven't listened to Migos since this, this shit I can't, happened yeah I can either and I feel like this similarly around um a Los Angeles artist Draco the Ruler mm-hmm. I can't listen to him after a fact because it's like you know most of your raps are about drugs and violence and, and then you die from you most of your raps are about I got my gun on me you better shoot me or I'm gonna shoot you first like yeah and then you die like that it's hard to go back and listen to that music and yeah. um you know, it's just a it's an internal struggle that I think us as a culture is dealing with right now, and and you know, R.I.P. Takeoff because that shit is just sad, unfortunate, and really just um, you know, just something that shouldn't have happened. Yeah, absolutely. Could you put it down cold turkey though? Honestly speaking. No, absolutely. I can't. I can't. I. I you know. I. I. You know me, Mark. I. Don't, I only listen to hip hop at yeah. this point <laughs> in my life, so it's like it's hard for yeah, me to really exactly. like put it down at this point, but. 
I do want to be more conscious of what I'm putting into the world as far as the shit I'm working on. Yeah. And I, I've always been like that uh, throughout my career. But now, just like even just things I'm promoting, music I'm playing, like for people and artists, I'm kind of like, hey, you should go listen to this. Put the trap music down, Josh. Listen to some Incubus. I would never. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, I, I can't Incubus say I would. I can't wait to say I would never. Incubus was kind of hard. I remember them back <laughs> See? then. See? Thank you. I remember. They was on the Tony Hawk soundtrack. <laughs> I remember them niggas. Thank you. Yeah. All right. We got we got a question from the chat. Our our pal, Dion, wanted, uh, had a question for you, Pierce. He, he asked, what was the transition like moving from Dallas to Los Angeles? And what were some of the challenges that you had to overcome? A lot of people move from one place to the next in LA. I moved from Virginia to LA. Josh has always been here, but a lot of people are, are looking to make that move. What was that like for you, Pierce? Oh, it was a culture shock like a motherfucker, man. I went to the <laughs> I went to the grocery store and saw Frosted Flakes was like five dollars and I was ready to move back at the time. <laughs> oh, I said, man. nah, you know, I got this shit. This is different. Um but you know, I was I moved out here at twenty three and they, you know, when they offered me the job, it's like, yo, can you move out here in two weeks? I had never visited LA. I didn't know anybody in LA. And I was like, fuck it, let's do it. Um, my dad's quote to me was, you ain't got no kids, so why not? I was like, that's a fair point. That was hey, so, that was my same thing. I was like, man, I don't have nothing connecting me or keeping me in this spot right now. Why Why would I not leave? No, nah, real talk. And I knew the complex opportunity. I was like, man, this could be a stepping stone to so many bigger things. And like, you don't want to get to a point where you don't take the opportunity and you regret it for the rest of your life. So mm-hmm. pack two suitcases. I moved out here. I stayed at an extended stay in Glendale. Whoa. That was that was crazy. Yeah, that extended state life was different. Um, it was different. It was different for sure. But, you know, I was on a mission, man. It's, I had a little bit of delusion that I could just, you know, make it happen. But I think you need that from time to time and, like, really persevere and get to what you need. But, you know, I always told myself, I was like, listen, man, fuck it. I'm going to make it work. Yeah. And, you know, looking back, we, we was able to, God willing, we was able to make it happen. So roundabout way to answer that question, it was definitely a culture shock. But I think just taking the things I learned in Texas and learned in Dallas and, you know, put it here, you know, it wasn't too much of a drastic change. Hey, because you're going to struggle. Listen, you're going to struggle regardless of Listen. what you're doing out here. These these palm trees, they just for show. Like, it's some real <laughs> shit out here. Like, that's why I, 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 I always say I do not want to take pictures next to no palm trees on Runyon Canyon or nothing like that until I earn it. And to this day, you ain't never seen me take a picture next to one of them shits. <laughs> oh, sure. but so when, so when the palm tree picture hit Twitter or IG, the check has been cleared. I got you. Absolutely. I'm I'm selling out. Uh, <laughs> I'm selling no, out. That's some, real, that's some real shit about LA. It's like, you know, people had this idea that it's like the streets are paved in gold and it's just all easy. And I'm like, if anything, it makes it more challenging because in a stone's throw, you can see people like the richest people on earth. And you know what I'm saying? And if you're struggling, it's just going to magnify the way you're feeling at that moment. Mm-hmm. So, like, I done seen plenty of people come out here in this city, like, shoot them up and spit them out, especially when they chasing shit that's, like, you know, superficial or chasing things, trying to always be on the fucking scene and shit. At the end of the day, this is a working-class city like any other city, and you got to just put your work in to really get to where you need to get to. So, like, that comes first. The work comes first, and that's always something I knew. And I think if you are going to make a transition to L.A. or any city, put the work first absolutely man that is absolutely i'm so glad you said that because that's the best perspective to have as a transplant in los angeles i think it's far too often people just think it's all about you know the nightlife and the and the the going out and going to the trendy (laughs) places and it's like nah like you got to do some work here or you're just gonna be a bum yeah we have a lot of those here (laughs) yeah yeah like like 
Pierce could have been that extended stay for an extended stay. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. but but he wasn't. <laughs> you know what I mean? And speaking of work, speaking of work, what are some of your favorite interviews that you've done? Man, I got, I, I was telling somebody the other day, the interviews are kind of like, you know, of course I don't have no kids, but I would imagine it's like trying to pick a favorite kid. Um, I, I look at all my interviews, like Marcus and Tom, but what I learned for myself in this game and, you know, how um, I've improved in just my experiences. Like when I first got the complex, the first interview they gave me was for real. And, and I tell people all the time that she was like dropping an NBA rookie against like prime Kobe. And you're trying to navigate that shit. And you're, he got this different aura and energy to him. And you're kind of like fixated on that. But you also have to ask questions. And at that particular time, I felt like I had failed that interview. And then I told myself right after, I was like, I'm going to talk to Pharrell again. And I'm going to smoke that shit. And I would say maybe two and a half years later, right when Kanye went to the White House <laughs> for the Trump situation, you know, him and Pharrell, it was all under that Adidas umbrella. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, Pharrell kind of wanted to say his piece about it and not get so lumped in. And I remember Damian Scott, shout out to Damian Scott. I believe he's over at Dreamville. Um, he's at Dreamville. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Damian. He hit me. He's like, Hey, I want you to go interview Pharrell and, you know, talk to him about the situation. And I was like, okay, this is my moment to really make this shit and like prove it to myself. And I went there and, and did my thing so much so that even Kanye himself tweeted the interview and was like, you know, shout out to my, uh, my brother Pharrell. And that meant a lot to me. And I was just like, it was like these little markers in time where I'm able to just take moments and learn, learn for myself and just see that I'm growing in my craft. And I think one in particular that changed things too was Floyd Mayweather. Cause uh, it was right after 50 Cent was questioning his uh, literacy and J5, we got, we got, we got to talk about you and literacy on the TL, but that's a story. For oh, man. oh man. <laughs> Not you too. <laughs> I see. I said, no, J5 crazy. crazy. <laughs> yeah, he's funny. out of his mind. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I remember uh, the Floyd Mayweather thing popped up and my boss, a boss at the time called me. and was like, yo, listen, I know you're charismatic. I know people like you in these interviews, but I'm going to need you to ask him this question about the 50 cent comment. And I was like, well, fuck. Okay. You know, this man got his hands of lethal weapons. I know he <laughs> might be on the smoke, but it don't take much to knock somebody out. So I was like, all right, cool. And so... We're in this small room and I was like, but fuck it, I gotta ask him. Long story short, we had a conversation and he ended up bringing out an $18 million watch and he (laughs) talked shit about 50 and and, you know, said his piece. And at that moment in time, it taught me how to ask, you can ask anything, just make sure the delivery is proper and you can ask anything you want. So that that gave me some perspective uh, going forward the rest of my career. If I was interviewing Floyd Mayweather, man, the the way he spent money, I would've just asked him for some. I, I'm gonna keep it a stack. I wanted him to, to knock me out so I can get that settlement. <laughs> <laughs> you could have just been like, "What?" You could have been like, "What yeah. happened between you and Tiny?" Yeah, yo. Because I, because I'm, I'm a super fifty million, and he gonna settle for like five, ten. That's all I wanted. <laughs> Um, something, something that you did, and and I, and I thought was was really cool, and and really like kind of outside of the box, and just showed some of your 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 talent and skills outside of just the broadcast stuff. Was you created like a, a NBA spot that what that like went viral? You know, like what was the what was the creative and the thinking behind doing that? <laughs> uh, one year in particular, I was well. Okay, take it back. Growing up, I used to just love the NBA and NBC. I think to this day, they had the best like presentation when it came to NBA games and uh, just playing ball growing up and just that being my first love, I was just you know fixated on, on watching those games. So I think just through like 
watching all these NBA broadcasts over the years, it was just kind of in me. And um, I went, it was one, it was one day, one morning, and I would say 2021, 20, I was getting some coffee and I was like, you know what? I'm gonna make a little, I'm gonna make a little spot real quick because I was kind of bored. And I did it and it, it went crazy. And I said, okay, I'm gonna try and do this every year. And so this year in particular, I, I did another one and it, it went, did well again. And I was like, okay, so one day in the future, I'm gonna try and cook up a commercial for the NBA and, and try to add that to my resume as well. Cause you know, it's like we said at the beginning of the show, I feel like black men are, are limitless in what mm -hmm. they can do. Absolutely. And I, I want to be able to showcase that. I want to be able to showcase that we can do so many different things other than what the perception may be. And that's just always been my goal. Right, right. Uh, and I know Mark wanted to ask a question. Did you want to ask a question, Mark? Pierce, I think we're in a really dangerous area right now. Uh, I'm just a little bit concerned that we're now in a generation where ball sack sports is verified media. How has a lot of the conversation of complex went today in trying to navigate what is going on on Twitter and a new generation of these verified accounts now being able to falsify a lot of these, uh, a lot of these accounts. The LeBron one's already suspended. I think the Adam Schefter one got suspended today. There was a Biden this one. Is like the first day of going forward. There's a Biden one. Yes. This is going to be like day one of a lot of these things going forward. How tough is that belonging to a reputable uh, journalist spot like complex? That's such a great question because I was thinking about that today. Um, the misinformation situation is just kind of something that's indicative of where we are right now, just in general. And for a while, I was trying to rack my mind on like, how can you combat this? But honestly, I'm recognizing that people are just going to believe whatever the hell they want to believe, even if they know it's a lie. And what you have to do is just one, take take honor and pride in the work that you do and, and do everything to make sure that the things you're putting out there are accurate, not necessarily salacious, and you have a certain code to you. I know for us at Complex Sports, like we have a code because we want to compete with the ESPNs and the bleachers or whoever the top dogs are. We want to compete with mm -hmm. them. So of course, we'll go about our business that way. But when it comes to us putting out information and the way people consume it, we hope the right audience, actually the right audience will find us because they will do the, the work to make sure that it's reputable. But the misinformation, it's going to be out there because now people are just going to believe whatever they want to believe, whether it's a wild conspiracy, whether it's a flat out lie, people are just going to double down on that shit. And it's unfortunate, but that's just the, the world we're in. Have, has there ever been any wild conspiracies about you online? Uh, not online, maybe in the streets, but not online. <laughs> <laughs> I, I would imagine that you deal with internet trolls all every day. I deal with them constantly. They're always on me. How do you deal with internet trolls? I told myself I was never, so like, I don't read comments to this day. Me either. I never read comments <laughs> since like 2014. I remember <laughs> I was at Nice Kicks and they did this thing where they like went around the office and they would like show people shoes. And um, I had a pair of Jordan 13s on, a pair of Flint joints, and they was a size 13. Um, and you know, Flint, the, thir the they're big. Jordan 13, they kind of run kind of big, right? Yeah. And it was, <laughs> It was a person in the comments said, yo, who this motherfucker with these big ass shoes on? And it like, <laughs> it like fucked my day. Like, when I was young, I was like, you know what? From this point forward, I'm never going to read the comments. And I just told myself I wasn't going to read the comments. Because if it was poor, it was a, if it was important enough, my boss would let me know I need to change some shit or my homies. And we'll go about it that way. And that's funny. To this day, I've never seen you in a pair of 13s. 
I, I learned my lesson. <laughs> it's, all, my lesson. it's the 13s and the 12. The 12 is long as shit, and the 13s are big as shit. The 2s, too. The 2s look crazy on your feet. And that's my favorite Jordan, but it's like, damn. I wear 12, so I'm like, I just got to deal with it. Bro, bro, and it'd be so tough because, like, certain pants, it look different. Mm-hmm. And, you're like, oh, fuck. and, you know, Jordan's funny because, like, the 4 silhouette is one of the, the best, but your feet going to be feeling like you played 82 games in one night. Man. <laughs> Sticky toe be hollering, dog. I'd be like, I can't, I can't keep doing this shit. I, and I'm actually, it actually speaks a lot to you that, that like, honestly, like, if I was to just go through your mentions or go through anything that you've ever done on video, on YouTube, anything, you got a pretty clean record of like nobody trolling you. Like, that's some pure shit. Like, like, there's a lot of people in conflict that people hate, and you are not one <laughs> of them, sir. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm, I'm grateful for that. I'm grateful for that. Um, yeah, I can't say it's anything that I've done like intentionally to make it that way. I think sometimes it's just kind of how it goes. But you know, I, I, there's been moments motherfuckers try to come after me, and you know, it. A lot of times it won't even be like commenters. Sometimes it'll be actual actual folks, and I'm just like, all right, here we go. Yeah. <laughs> and you know how that go. And I gotta tell them, I'm like, yo, listen, y'all didn't reach out to. It's not a commercial. You know what I'm saying? Like this ain't a commercial. So you reach out to us for a fair conversation. And that's what it'll be. But anything else, this is like you just arguing for no reason. Josh, how are you dealing with trolls these days? Uh, you know what? I try to ignore them. I, Tyler, I remember one time I used to like people always troll me randomly for I don't know what reasons, <laughs> and um, they would like leave comments and say some little funny shit, and I used to just delete them. Like I'll just delete it, block whatever. Yeah. Um, well, I don't block because I want everybody to see see me. what you doing. See me in all my glory. <laughs> I don't block no one. Exes, nobody. I don't give a fuck who you are. You'll never get blocked. But um. But yeah, Tyler was like, I remember I deleted one of the comments and then Tyler was like, oh, why'd you delete it? Like, you got to leave those up. Like, those yeah. are the best ones. Yeah. And you know, he's so petty. Like, he'll, <laughs> he'll, no, like people have said shit to him in like 2009 and he'll come back. Like when he won the Grammy, he came back around like, remember you said I wouldn't win the Grammy? Yeah. I'm like, damn, bro, that was 10 years ago. Like, come on, my nigga. Like, so yeah, he, he kind of taught me to just like, you know, uh, see it, acknowledge it, but, you know, um, combat it in just a, a more a successful way. Right. Petty is the best policy I'm Mm -hmm. telling you Petty is the best policy And we're going to take a break On Black and Radio We'll be right back uh, After this break the mixtape shit on streaming and they don't like they yeah. cut it right at that. yeah they like it's like just because you got a mixtape dj don't mean you gotta mix it like a mixtape. <laughs> like let's get some fades let's get some like oh tyler did the best honestly yeah he did he did he um, did um this was like this is like drama and and, and jeezy did this uh they at patchwork i don't know I, like that was like this is a real mixtape they put out it's actually really hilarious it makes it old school yeah. Well, we don't. Here's the thing: just because it, just because they want to recreate old school, don't mean they gotta make it old school. Like that, that, that to me, like y'all are advanced enough to know. Just let the DJ drama drop happen, and then cut it in a in a more uh, cool way. Anyway, Blackprint Radio, we're back. <laughs> J Five here with Josh Pease, MC, and Pierce in the building. Pierce, what you feel about this Jeezy, this Jeezy tape, man? 
No, nah, it's so funny. It's like, let's be broke again. Let's do let's do the stuff. <laughs> right. We had no money and know where we were going. <laughs> um, no, nah, it's fire, man. It's, it's funny. Like, you look at you look at Jesus' catalog. You look at Jesus' career, man. It's undeniable how many hit records he has. I was in Vegas for a bachelor party, and he performed at Dre's. Whoa. And the amount of hits he had was like, damn, Jeezy one of them ones, man. So it's, it's cool to, to see him still going. He needed this tape because because after uh after the verses I was like I don't know man like hey that verses was the funniest shit <laughs> man. It, was, it was funny and dangerous at the same time and you had to just kind of watch it in case shit went left the but th- man that was different the thing about that one is that it depending on who you are and what you knew about the two and their beef that verses is different for you because like for me Jeezy or Jeezy lost off the fact that Gucci just played all the disc records. And that, to me, was all I ever wanted to see was, was Jeezy react to all them diss records. But if you didn't give a fuck about that beef, Jeezy was probably the clear winner for you. Oh, 1,000%. But you, when that when that uh, press release initially dropped, you can tell the niggas that wasn't outside because they was like, oh, this is going to be great. I immediately was like, what is the insurance policy? Man, <laughs> I was like, who's going to get yeah. shot on stage? This is great. Like, literally, it just... And honestly, shout out to Jeezy, man. Like, he is wise beyond his years. Yeah. Um, just shout out to him for keeping his composure. Like the whole Pookie look, put him in the dirt. Like I don't know how he just didn't like run Swing, across the stage. Yeah. Like it was just, <laughs> it was getting so disrespectful. Like, and 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 shout out to to Gucci man for truly being a crazy motherfucker. That like literally like he is truly it is not for fake, it is not a facade. He's so crazy that Young Jeezy was like, this nigga's crazy. Like, <laughs> I'm not even going to talk like, back nah, to this nigga. Yeah, like, that was crazy. That was actually very, uh, I don't know, Gucci's out of this world. Crazy man. It was the Gucci, last great verses. Yeah, Jeezy was like, man, I got, I got a family to go back to, brother. I'm too old. Man. But, but after that, I will say, I felt like Gucci got that off his chest, and he even calmed down after that, I felt like. It's so funny, because Gucci... <laughs> Hilarious character. Just he'll do some wild shit, and then next day be Apologize. like, "My bad, y'all." Like, I was hey, tripping. Josh, what's funny about that shit is like it kind of he had a moment where like the real him came through the rebrand, and I was like, oh, "Okay, this 2013 yeah. wild Twitter Gucci right now." <laughs> uh, we got a question from the chat. Uh, one of our one of our like longtime listeners, JB Great. Shout out to him in the chat right now. He said he has one question. Is OBJ coming to Dallas? <laughs> I, hey man, I, listen. I think it's two. I think it's two places. I think either Buffalo or Dallas. Again, I have no intel, but just like the sentiment that I, the vibe, putting this context clues together about everything going on in the landscape of football, and just kind of like his disposition and energy when I asked the question, I would say those two are probably the places that he may end up. Yeah, man. Unfortunate. It's like, nigga, why wouldn't yeah. you want to run it back with the boys? Because the boys I, I, look I, like I, shit. Hey, man. But we got you your ring. You just got to come back just because. Like, it's like Aaron Donald. Yeah. Like, you just got to come back. Yeah, and that's the tough part. It's like, ideally, I think he would have loved to be back in L.A. Like, that's where he was able to flourish and he was able to just, you know, obviously become a champion. But the way things went so south so quick so far for the Rams this season, it's like, I think his mindset has changed. I also think he kind of felt a little disrespected by the offer that they gave him. Yeah, I think that was that was probably the bigger issue. What, what they want to give him? I, they, it's not public, is it? Uh, no, nah, it's not public, but it was it was low from what I've heard. It Sheesh. was pretty low. Yeah. My thing too. Um, I, I mean, the Bills seem like the obvious answer, but I feel like they're kind of falling apart right now. Um, and then I just don't see him and Diggs in his locker room just coexisting. Mm. Like, 
Like, I don't know. I just don't. I, and that's just me just being a, a naive football fan to see it from the outside looking. And it might be best of friends off the field. But um, right. I just don't see. I see the two personalities. I'm like, y'all niggas light skin, dark skin, beefing. Like, I can just, I can see the whole locker room dynamic. Niggas got jewelry, chains what? coming up missing. Hey, you'd be surprised, bro. You'd be surprised. Hey, that's, you know, that's always my favorite. Those are the things I love more about sports is like the the day to day behind the scenes shit than just like the on the field or on the court type shit. What's the messiness happening? What's the stories mm-hmm. going on? So many of them, so many of it going on, man. Well, uh, but you I mean him and Buffalo would, on the field wise would, would be great. But I, I just think him having that star on his helmet, I just think it kind of makes sense. And a lot of his family in Dallas too. So that's another thing. That who, who does that make sense for exactly? <laughs> Not for Josh. <laughs> <laughs> I just I'm just looking at the at the at the Cowboys. I'm like they not really they like skidding by. Like they they lucky they won them games with that backup. Shit, real shit. I listen after Dak went down week one. I was talking to my dad. I was like, listen, I hope they tank to get the first pick <laughs> in the playoff race and shit like that. It's just ironic. Like this would be the year where like everybody's like, oh, it's not gonna happen for them and. They gonna want to try to make a run. It's just funny how that would. Yeah, nah, that's Jerry Jones though. That nigga, like, man, we every year we making a run. He just he's hey, so man, delusional. He see, the, he see the he in the fourth quarter, baby. He see it. He see the end. He like, I need this Super Bowl now. Mm-hmm. Uh, Don Don Artistry on in our chat. Another longtime listener. Shout out to you. He said Diggs and OBJ fighting within four games. Easily, <laughs> easily. I like, man. Yeah, I I don't see it. I just can't see them coexisting. Uh, it, can, it can only it can only be one in that locker room, is what you're saying. Basically, <laughs> basically, I just you like it made like when he came to the Rams, it made sense. Like Van Jeff was down, you got Cooper Cup, like you know, it just like y'all played off of each other really well. Like yeah. I can see Cooper Cup and OBJ doing like some type of like yeah. uh, Miami Vice type <laughs> show, rush hour back to back. Like I can see that, but like him and Diggs, like that just looked like a few waiting to happen. Who's the Who's the guy on the Cardinal, the light skin dude? Who's on the, the guy? Cardinals? Was it Cardinals? You talking about Kyler Murray? Shit. Yeah, Kyler. Is he cool? don't read the he don't read the playbook. Oh, he don't. Nah. <laughs> he played bad. Nah, he played bad yeah, to act like that's reading the playbook. Because <laughs> <laughs> I, I looked that up. I was like, yo, this dude looks. I, I look at I look at NFL for for strictly a couple of reasons: the haircut. If your haircut look all right. And your and your and your, and your fits. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. The nigga that wore the green goblin fit, you think he fly? He, he was a little fly. At the green, the, the slime, the slat. I never seen that. The slat YSL suit. I never seen that. Oh, I gotta show you the picture. This nigga came in a, a lime green suit oh, it was, one day. When he had the, the, uh, the, the Hillary Clinton pantsuit he had on. Bro, <laughs> wasn't it? It was a very feminine cut. Okay, I'm glad you caught that out. And I don't think he had a shirt on underneath. I'm like, nigga, I know you about to play a game, but like you gotta wear a shirt underneath the suit. Got you. I know it was I know it was Dior, but brother, I don't know if you listen, you gotta be like six five to pull that off. That's tough. It looked yeah. like yeah, that was that was he a little he a little no, pause, he's a little thick too. So oh, yeah. kind of was kind of, I was like, Come on, bro, like what, what you on? Like Oh my god, okay. As he- you know what? As we talk about real time reactions, can I ask you, Josh, what was it like after you put the front-facing camera to Raymond James Stadium with a minute left, oh, and then man. that drive happened. Did Bro. they say anything to you? Oh, that was on my ass. Somebody was threatening to fight me and everything. That was on me. No, hold on. We gotta talk about. We gotta. We gotta save. That. Yeah, we, we gotta, gotta save, save that, that for we the. Gotta, <laughs> we gotta save that because I got. I got some words about the 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 company you kept that day around you. Hey, no. Nah. <laughs> hey, you know what's funny? <laughs> hey, 
The niggas I was with, some real ones. I, I would tell you some real stories about them. That, that, how I even met the people I was with. I would okay. Yeah, I would give you the real. Okay, but back to <laughs> we went so off topic. I know. Uh, <laughs> Pierce, um, it's kind of we're we're kind of in a weird position. Like like I, I'm in this position. Josh is probably in this position, or Josh is for sure in this position. You're in this position, and we're we're kind of kind of like the big homies now. You know what I mean? And, and a lot of people look to us to pay for some of our um some of our wisdom you know what i mean like what are some things that you try and pass on to like the younger generations and stuff like that like i think of i think of like cam you know what i mean and like all i'm sure all of us have sat cam down and been like listen nigga <laughs> listen to us <laughs> when we tell you this what are some things that you that you pass down man yeah and they called me og two weeks ago I almost fainted i was like all right now uh, this- <laughs> That's like, all right, now, my nigga, this is, this is nuts. But uh, I think the biggest thing that I always try to pass down is like, I think a lot of times we see, I know it's a lot of younger people, especially in their early 20s, suffer um, from like the, the the burden of comparison. And they'll spend a lot of their time saying, okay, why am I not here? Why am I not in this position or this person? And I, I just try to tell them like, yo, I think a lot of times they're trying to go from A to Z far too quickly and they don't understand that like the joy is in the journey. The blessings are in the journey. And so if you see opportunity that you ultimately want to get to, well, plot your steps to get there. Don't just say, I want to go from here to here because you might not be ready and it might not happen. Like when I was at Nice Kicks and I was, and I, you know, started doing the video thing and I was like, okay, well, maybe I can make this work. What would be the next steps? I saw Complex as, as the vision and I was like, okay, well, what can I do to make it work where eventually I want to put myself in position to seem worthwhile to a company like that? when I'm only working in sneakers per se. Mm-hmm. I was like, all right, well, let's make a franchise where I showcase my hosting skills and ability to talk to people and just make it a little bit more well-rounded. And so it's just like plotting your steps. And I think a lot of the younger generation, they may lose sight of that. They just want to get too much too soon. And it's just like, yo, just take your time and the shit going to work out. You just got to be diligent in your approach. Absolutely. No, that's, that's great fucking advice. Like, I, I, I echo what, what you said too and like people think that this shit is just gonna happen immediately you know what I mean like I literally had to tell I literally told my niece today like don't just stand on the sidelines waiting for something to happen and watching you know what I mean you need to get out there and, and get to it because you know life is gonna pass you by if you if you don't if you don't put yourself out there you know what I mean and I, I think a lot of times like I never really had somebody that had the experiences that I've been through I, I think I, I, I told I think I told my wife the other day like I don't know anybody that has their shit together. I don't think I've ever known anybody that has their shit together. So like I'm, I'm rolling without a map, without a compass here. I'm trying to figure it out as I go, but whatever I, I tell you, I can tell you that I lived through it. Real shit. Like, you know, this is fallacy to everybody for like the ultimate goal is like, we're always had this shit figured out. And again, like my dad, he always give me just like game and it just comes off like very, just like <laughs> very blunt, but it's yeah. just real. He's like, you ain't going to never have all this shit figured out. So you just want to just like, continue to live and be the best version of yourself of yourself that you can be. Mm-hmm. And I think now too, like experience is everything. And far too often, like the younger generation feel like they know every motherfucking thing. <laughs> <laughs> and I can't say I ain't do the same thing when I was younger, but now it just feels like it's, it's some arrogance with it. And I'm like, yo, listen, I understand you feel like you got everything figured out, but this person that has almost a decade worth of experience or a decade plus worth of experience is going to know far more than what you perceive you learned on YouTube or reading a book because that experience is something that you just can't buy. You can't go get. So just try to learn from them as much as you can because they've seen it 
all this shit is like a rerun at this point. So just try to gleam as much game as you can from them. And so I think that's the that's the biggest thing I would just tell the younger generations. Like the moment you realize you you know nothing, the more brilliant you'll become. Absolutely. I, I think that's really how like the older generation keeps game from us. Is mm. that they allow us to think that we know everything when they really got everything. <laughs> you know what I mean? Nah, I think I mean oh, yeah. I, I really for my art, this millennial Gen Z generation, I blame social media, man. They look up and they see, yeah. you know, Kardashians and and not even as big as the Kardashians, but they see just influencers out here who are living off the land and just moving to LA and making yeah. TikToks and TikTok house and we just do all this <laughs> and we go to Boa at night and it's like <laughs> kids just are seeing that all day and they're on social media seeing these people lives and they're seeing the highlights of these people lives and they're like oh that's what i want and they're not even really thinking about the process to get there and and you know i think this social media as one of the proponents i fucked the game up i'm so <laughs> that's why even with like um you know uh elone buying twitter and trying to figure out what he's going to do there yeah. and like I, i'm not mad at twitter dying i'm not mad at instagram not dying like let's <laughs> Let's get back to going outside and really experiencing things and, and just bringing a new energy to the game. I think people need to be able to touch what they want to be. Yeah. And that's that's something I'm really, like, adamant about moving into 23 and just beyond. And them finally seeing that this shit is fake. I think that's the biggest thing right now. Mm-hmm. Is that I'm like, bro, you're, and we'll talk about this on the show, too. It's like, you, actually, the thing, the, 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 the status symbol that you want, you can buy it, but doesn't mean anything. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. we've never had it, like, we, we've never had it that explicit in our faces that we could get the status symbol, but what does it mean now? You know what I mean? And, and that shit is fake. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I think that there's a lot of game that the kids are not getting re- reality based game that they're not getting that. I, I feel like it, they, we, we need to be more abreast of and we need to be telling people about it. You know, like I, I, I think we need to give, give people these, these gems and these jewels. And we're able to do that on shows like black Pen radio. <laughs> you know, it's like, I think the biggest thing is like, you know, we, I've fallen victim to this. It's like you chase material shit or you chase these markers that you feel like will, will bring you happiness. Biggest thing you need to chase day to day is fulfillment. You know what I'm saying? And doing what you feel like your purpose is and what it is that just brings you joy on the day to day. Cause I'm sure if y'all seen throughout this game, it's people that you perceive have everything. And then you just like, damn, I can tell you a little bit miserable. Yes. You know what I'm saying? So, Man, like, I just had that <laughs> conversation today. Wow. <laughs> Like we we've been around people that we thought had everything set and they're the most miserable in the world. Like nothing nothing will make you more kind of like, damn, I really appreciate the life I have is when you look into people Real that shit. you thought had it all. Real shit. Real shit. It'll just like you it just put everything in perspective for you and it'll just make you recalibrate all the things that you felt like you were chasing. And you're like, mm-hmm. damn, okay, I really got everything I need. I just need to just, you know find my gratitude in this moment and everything that I desire or I feel like is best for me will come. Absolutely. And we're at an hour now. I, we could, I feel like we could talk for two more hours here, Pierce, but yeah, we, we had time. Thank you, Pierce, for, for being on the show. We got to do this again sometime, bro. Man, appreciate you. No, 1000%. And fellas, I know y'all shared y'all sentiments to begin with, but for me to y'all, I really value what y'all bring to the game. I value the perspective and insight y'all bring uh, to just this landscape and, you know, black men that are doing the things needed to be done in our great spaces. And also it's like y'all are voices for this culture to push things forward. So I want to be sure I gave y'all flowers on that and anything that y'all may need for me going forward. Um, you know, I'm always a resource and, you know, it was a pleasure to be on this show with y'all fellas. Hey, you know, you got the BND whenever you come through. That's, sure. the, that's the boss nigga discount. Hey, we <laughs> have an upcoming show on the black print coming up this week. 
Uh, what are we talking about? We're talking about Twitter. We're talking about verified checks. We're talking about Josh's trip to Tampa. Uh, I, last week's B-Sides was crazy. Okay? Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> one yeah. of the best ones that we've ever done. Y'all make sure y'all get the, uh, <laughs> the Patreon, the Patreon subscription. We, we we had a really good episode last week yeah. or two weeks ago. Yeah, yeah. Like, Pierce, I don't know if you got our Patreon, brother. Hey, we talking about some shit on there, man. You're, you would love it. <laughs> I say, say, you want to do round two of it? Hey, if, we, it's any, <laughs> if it's anything like your TL J five, then I know it's getting crazy, it's getting slanderous. Oh, I'm not even the craziest person on this show. You don't even gotta look at me. I'm not crazy on this no, show. Hey, I'm sitting hey, next. You know what? <laughs> it's funny you say that, right? Because Josh, Josh will have like little bars on the TL, <laughs> and it'll be like eviscerate niggas' lives. But you gotta know. If he's shooting shots, you know what oh, I'm just know if it feels like a shot, it's definitely a shot. <laughs> it's, a, it's, a, it's a wild head shot, but nobody would know. But I'm like, whoever that was intended to, he talking his shit today. So no, nah, I, I peep game for sure. Man, thank you, thank you, man. And honestly, it's <laughs> funny. J five asked a question, but the the visuals by uh, P, yeah, I, I hopefully you keep that going, man, because I I remember seeing that before I even really knew who you were. And I was like, oh, this is dope. And it's just, it reminded me of like being a young um, kid and not even a young kid, but just young and into advertising and marketing and trying to figure out ways that are th- just thinking of cool campaigns for brands that I just loved. Yeah. Like I remember being young and being like, oh, I wonder, I wish Apple would do this. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I feel like that exercise needs to stay with us. And, and you know, you, I, hopefully it doesn't leave you and, you know, you go on and do that NBA commercial one day. Hey, that's love, my brother. It really means a lot. And trust me, there's definitely more on the way. For the door, sure. Hey, the door is open. Hey, knock that complex door open. You're gonna be taking over that bitch in a couple couple years and shit. Maybe a year. Who knows? Like, talk your shit. You shit. I ain't mad at it. Hey, but <laughs> that is it for Black Print Radio for this week. Thank you guys. We'll be back in damn. Is it is it gonna be Thanksgiving then? When when is it? When is that Mark, uh MZ? When is it? We're, that we're gonna be back. Um, it will be the week of Thanksgiving. Yes, the day before Thanksgiving specifically. Oh yeah. Oh man, we about to be giving out all types of of uh. I don't even know what I was going there. I got some recipes for. I got some <laughs> recipes. I've I've made Thanksgiving dinner a few years. When we do that show, I'll probably be cooking that night. That's so. why I was tripping off. Of. This year I'm not cooking. My girl is gonna be cooking, but yeah, yeah she's doing a vegan Thanksgiving too. So oh, it's, gonna be, it's actually fire. She, right. she did it last year. It was fire. It's it's to turkey, whatever the fuck these. No, 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 no. We didn't we didn't do a, a fake turkey or no shit. Nah, but it was just <laughs> all the sides and shit <laughs> vegan. Okay, and then um. She fried some oyster mushrooms, and it tastes like fried chicken, bro. It's crazy. All right, we, we oyster mushrooms. We gotta talk. Yeah. You gonna have, you gonna have vegan mac and all that? Yeah, 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 all that. The next hey, show, a great should... woman, the way. So I get it, brother. Hey, it. <laughs> we we should have what we're thankful for in two weeks on Blackprint Radio. We're gonna oh, have yeah, that's a, what, easy. what we're thankful for in two weeks on Blackprint Radio. So Brit, everyone listening tonight, come back in two weeks. Tell us what you're thankful for. We'll talk about it the day before Thanksgiving. Holy shit, on Blackprint Radio. But before then, we have a new episode of Blackprint and a new episode of B Sides coming out next week for Josh Pease, MC Pierce, and myself. We'll see you guys later. We're gonna play you guys out with one of my favorite Migos songs in the fucking world. RIP to take off. This is T-shirt by Migos.